What is up, guys? Zach Kin here. Rick in here. And in today's video, we're going to break down exactly how to make $100,000 in 30 days. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to share exactly the key things to do. So the first thing I understand about making $100,000 in less than 30 days is it is very abnormal to do that in wholesaling real estate, right? Most people, it takes them 30 days to even get their first deal. Correct. So there is a huge mindset mindset shift you have to take to make $100,000 in 30 days if you're starting out as a beginner. What we want to do in today's video is really share that, break it down, and show you how anyone really can make $100,000 in 30 days or less for the best success possible in wholesaling real estate. So if you're excited, if you're ready to go to learn exactly how to do it the right way, do us a big favor. Make sure you smash that like button, guys. Do me a favor. Smash that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Comment below your questions, and what we're going to do today right now is break it all down. So if you're ready to go, if you're excited, there's only one thing left to do. Just one thing. And you know what it's up. So let's get it. Let's get it going. Guys, it's wholesaling time. Woo! Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Wake up, bitch, get up. Get up, get up. Get up. go what is up guys zach in here rick in here and we're going to share how to make a hundred thousand dollars in 30 days we're excited to go if you're ready to go to learn exactly how to do it guys make sure you hit that like button subscribe and we're going to share it all today uh make sure everyone can hear us make sure we're all good uh what i'm gonna do here is just do a quick sound check make sure we're good but uh, what i really want to share is you know a hundred thousand dollars in 30 days that's pretty typical for what a, six, a person who's doing six figures a month in wholesaling like and my honest opinion, before we like kind of break this all down, like what do you think are the biggest mindset shifts it takes for somebody to start hitting six figure months if they're hitting like 10K, 15K a month? Uh, that, yeah, everybody wants to run to make like 100K and it's a super sexy advertisement. The reality, it takes time to put systems in place to build the consistency. So the first thing you do is just get your first deal done. And then once you get one deal done, you just keep trying to build on it. And then maybe you go from one deal to two deals in a month. And what'll happen, you'll go down to maybe zero and then you go back to doing two and you slowly sneak up to three. And some people can do that in a little as a year. I've seen it done. And some people take 10 years to get it done. It, it just depends on your schedule, your market, and honestly, how much action you're going to take. Don't ever think you're just going to start off wholesaling and do 100K every month it takes years to get consistent at it. And so you bring in people, you help your organization and you grow. And that's part of the journey of wholesaling, but it's not required guys. Like honestly, if you can do one or two or three deals in a month, 
and then you go a month without a deal. It's like not the end of the world. There is nobody like counting the amount of deals you've done. It all comes down to how profitable your deals are. So if he's doing 20 deals a month and he's making 3K and I do two deals a month and they make 50K, who's doing better? Well, it depends. If you're measuring just on deals, he is. If you're measuring on profitability and happiness, I win. So the really cool thing is it's 100% your choice in what you want to do. So don't let somebody else tell you how many deals they need to do. And honestly, anyone who tells you to it, you're better off having them prove it to you than just talk to you about it because that's where everyone gets frustrated. You guys see people posting in forums all the time. I'm doing hundred K every month. And you're like, well, you started the same time I did. They probably aren't doing it. So the reality is a really good wholesaler just keeps at what they're doing and they keep going and they stay in wholesaling. A lot of others bleed over and decide to do coaching. We've all talked about that to death, but it's possible. You just, it, you have to build it up and it takes time. You don't go from one deal to making a hundred K every month in your first 30 days. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. So we're going to, we're going to teach that too. One thing I'll do say someone had an interesting comment. So we'll go talk about this really quick from Nick. You know, uh, the other day, Zach said, how many deals can a beginner do realistically in a year? And I said, the average beginner, if they pretty much stick to the script, if I look at a bell curve, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much running the average mill people are going to probably do three or four deals in a year if they're a beginner and they stick to what I do full time, right? What is that? 20K, they're probably going to be at about 100K in a year. So Nick, I, I am standing by that statement. I, I would honestly say if you were an average wholesaler, like you're not, you're not doing anything extracurricular in like you're just kind of doing the bare minimum. No, you're not and running it like a like, business. You're not running like a business. You're just kind of doing this. Um, I would say three to four is very realistic for a lot of beginners out here. Um, you know, single moms, there's people like kind of, kind of busy. I'm straight up. Now, if you want to go beast mode, like you want to make hundred K in 30 days, that is unordinary. That is an uncommon thing. So if you want to be an uncommon man among common men, um, and have an uncommon income over common people, um, you're going to have to do uncommon things. And that's what we're really going to break down today. And I'm going to show you how to do it. So yes, I did get asked generally if somebody can come out here and start in wholesaling real estate and sort of do what we say, you know, do some drawing for dollars here and there, some government, you're going to make hundred K easy. The question is, how do you do hundred K a month? And this is the biggest question on the <coughs> average versus doing hundred K in a year versus hundred K in a month. It's pretty much if you're doing the same exact thing, there's only one thing that's different. That's volume, right? Yep. That, that is volume. So if I go to some, if I go to two people at the gym and they are both work out an hour a day and one guy is super jacked and they don't take steroids or anything, right? And they eat the same amount of food. One guy is super jacked. One guy isn't. What's the difference? They're both putting in the same hours, but why is that one guy so much better than the other guy? I put in the same hour, hour Zach. It's volume, right? One guy. Say, I thought you were going to say jeans. No, it's not jeans to it. Like it's volume, right? Yeah. There's people that go to the gym for an hour. They push it, right? Well, Those guys for an hour, they're on their phone. They're drinking their water. Listen, you, people are on the phone 80% of the time because I'm waiting in line all the time. Okay, but guys, it's volume, okay? So it's not how much hours you put in the business. It's how much you actually get done. And I think that's one thing a lot of people have a misconception about work. Like, you know, you worked a nine to five job, right? It's it's not how many like hours you put was, in. It's just seven to eight. Yeah. Like, honestly, like if you're working eight hours in a day, it's honestly five solid hours you're actually working. So just understand that most people are going to make a hundred K in a year, but if you want to be unordinary, 
We're going to show you exactly how to do it. So let's get into it. I'm excited. I'm jacked up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to share it. So let's teach you guys how to do it the right way. You know, this is stuff that we preach all the time at freeholsting.com. And uh, that's where So if you see the little uh, thing on the bottom right, it's called freeholsting.com. It is the largest wholesaling course in the entire country. Woo! Some powerful stuff, right? It's a powerful <laughs> thing to say. It is the top course by people. In hey, it. listen, I came with the blue shirt first today. I I didn't send them a memo. Uh, I don't, the guys don't. You texted outfits. me. You said blue Lacosta no, today. I did not. Yes, you did. I did not. You did. But uh, okay, is that my shirt? By the way, when I drive over here, no, this is my shirt. When when I, sure? I'm very sure. When I drove over here, okay, to to the studio, I I, I see the rule is okay. Looks like my just shirt. Really quick. I probably bought it when when I go to the studio. I'm already here. Okay, I, I drove. I had a longer drive than you, so let, let's break it down. All right, so. How to make 100K in 30 days. Let's break it down. So how do you do it? So we're going to break down basically how to make $100,000 as, as fast as possible in wholesaling real estate. It is possible. It takes a lot of work. And we're going to share it all down all today because the one thing about making $100,000, it is the, literally the same as making $10,000 if you really have your margins right, right? So let, let me kind of put this in a mindset for you guys. I think this is something I think that would be really important for a lot of people. So what is a hundred thousand dollars in wholesaling real estate assignment deals, right? It is 10 deals at 10k each a deal, right? 10 times 10, right? A hundred thousand dollars. It also can be just five deals at twenty thousand dollars a deal, right? Pretty much it. You're doing less deals, but you're making the same amount of money. You can do 20 deals at 5k a deal, right? Mm -hmm. And this is just math, right? Or for my hustlers out here, right? You got four men in or you got four men and women in a room. One guy said, I did 10 deals this month. One guy saying I did five deals this month. One girl saying I did 20 deals this month. And one and one guy who has his little king crown on, I did 100 deals this month. All four of these men and women made the same amount of money, but one did a lot less deals than the other, right? What is the moral of the story here? Where's the moral of it? Five deals at 20K each versus 20 deals at 5K each. It is the same amount of work. Let me say this one more time. It is the same amount of stinking work. You will literally work the same amount doing five deals than 20 deals. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Five deals is actually going to be a lot less work than 20. Guys, to do a deal and you only make $1,000, you have to go through the same rigmarole as doing a deal that is $100,000. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's different is that contract price. The assignment doesn't really matter because like, the money's at that contract price. Sometimes at the assignment too, we get a cash buyer. But I want you to put this, put in this, put this in your head because there's so many gurus, so many mastermind people out here saying, "Oh, I'll teach you how to do 50 deals, guys." It, I don't care how much deals you do. Show me the revenue. Show me the assignment fees. You should care more about the profit at the end of the day than the amount of deals you do. It drives me crazy. Oh, my team did 30 deals this month. Your average margin, uh, you know, Jeffrey, is three thousand a deal. I'm not impressed. I did a hundred and twenty thousand dollar deal this month. What? And I don't go bragging around how I just did one deal like on this one list, right? Like, you guys, I, there's such a big misconception in, in this business, you know, and it drives me crazy, right? Um, and it's a limiting mindset that like the amount of deals you do is the most important part. No, it is the profit. Okay, there's two factors: how much money you make in this business. Okay. It is your average deal margin versus the amount of deals you do. It's a multiplication, right? Mm -hmm. So I think one thing a lot of people, they don't think about when they're doing 100K a month is, if I want to go from 50K a month to 100K a month, 
there's two ways to do it. I can double the amount of deals I do, which is doubling my marketing, doubling. It costs a lot. It costs a lot of money to double the amount of deals you do, right? But how much harder would it be if I just lowballed a little more? That's so much easier, right? Because that's an extra. If I did 10 deals and each deal is uh, 5K, right? If I just lowballed an extra, it takes me an extra five seconds to lowball, right? To justify the lowball with the freeholding.com strategy. I literally spent an extra 50 seconds and I doubled my assignment fee. And no one thinks about that. To double your assignment fee, all you got to do is spend an extra minute lowballing. Yeah. So guys, it's the really cool thing about wholesaling is <clears throat> don't let someone tell you like what you need to be like a hundred grand. Like it sounds great. And don't get me wrong. It's doable. I've been doing this a long time. It took me a while to get there. The the big lie that you guys got to understand is a lot of people tell you that they do, you know, I've, I've heard somebody the other day, I do 45 deals a month. The other guy goes, I do 55. The only thing that matters is the net. Okay. Because if I say I'm doing a hundred, $150,000 in assignment fees a month, but I'm spending 130 on like marketing and staff, you're doing significantly better than that person. And I want you to understand anyone who tells you about how much they do in gross and they never want to talk about the net, you better run because I promise you they have a course in the back end and that's how they justify making a little bit of money to breaking even to actually losing money. This is how you fill seats in a seminar. And I'm here to tell you, a hundred grand is doable. The question is, do you want to do it? And can you do it profitably? Like anybody can lose their butt trying to earn it. Like you could spend a million dollars making a hundred grand. I guarantee you'll do it, but yeah. you're going to lose money. So it's remember if you just want to do it, go listen, Zach, Rick, I just want to make 20, 30 grand a month. It's easily doable. You will have, still have hundred thousand dollar months in there. Remember everything averages out. So just, we're not telling you you have to do it this way, but we're telling you, the steps and the mindset that you have to do to be able to run an operation like that. And you don't need 20 and 30 employees guys. That's we've proven that to death. It's you, you cannot overscale this business because all real estate investing is local. There's no way to do it nationally. If it did, I would be in every 50 States and all 3,500 counties making billions of dollars doing it. But you have to have, a presence in every market and you have to have some sort of physical boots on the ground, even though you can do it virtually. I agree hundred percent, but it's much easier if you have people going out on the boots. So I agree. And here's the other thing. Unfortunately, it's true, but like versus us, you know, making millions of year in wholesaling, but like the guy making a billion dollars on like his engineering thing or like some crazy, you know, online business, mm -hmm. he's probably, or she's probably working the same amount as us, but like they're 10 X the amount of money we're even making. And it's like, it's all about like, it's what you do with that mind. It's really what you get to a certain point in this business where it's not about you going out and hustling anymore. It's about having that team doing it for you. Right. Um, uh, I think that's a big misconception. A lot of people have, but, um, yeah, it's the same amount of work. Like it's actually less work doing five deals in 20. You got to talk to the seller. You got to do the same follow-up, the same like cash buyer walk. It's the same thing, guys. It's just the price. The process is the same. Why not do less work for the same amount of money? And then you're able to scale, right? I agree. So guys, understand scaling and wholesaling. Anybody can throw money at leads, but it's very easy to outspend yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I think I found the sweet spot after 20 years 
Because I used to say, well, if I spend five grand a month, let's just spend 10. If I'm doing 10, I'll do 20. Does not work that way in wholesaling. Not even close. You think it logically would. It doesn't. So yeah. as you scale up, say you're only spending 500 a month, then you could go to 700 or 1,000. You just keep working it up till the point people say, okay, well, Rick, how far can I push it? You push it till you don't go nuts. But once you can't answer phones and go on appointments, you have to get help. And that's how you responsibly scale a business to at least get it up to six figures. I agree a hundred percent. So uh, let's keep going in this. So like, why not do the same amount of work for no money? Like I just, for the same amount of money, like why are you going to keep stressing over this? It, it literally makes no sense to me. So if you want to start making hundred K a month, one thing I can tell you is like in 30 days, there's two ways to do it, right? There is paid lists and there's free lists, right? Mm -hmm. I would say straight up, if you want to make hundred K this month, just I would honestly say, like, this is kind of weird to say, but like, I would just go after government lists and I would go after every single government list, pull it all and then market to it because this title wasn't how to make a hundred K like, you know, in uh, how to make a hundred K a month for like years straight. Right. Mm -hmm. This is how to make a hundred K the fastest way possible. And if you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars, the fastest way possible, you're going to have to go to the leads that are ready to sell as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Now I could theoretically say this in, in multiple ways, but like I could go to zackdata.com, I go to listrei.com, I can pull a high equity list. I can do all this stuff, right? The problem is those lists, once you get once you get a lead on them, it might take you two, three weeks just to follow up before they're even ready to sell. And then like you're already 28 days in on a paid list. I guys, I do paid lists every month. We all preach it. But within, like, if you want to do this in 30 days and you get as many leads as possible ready to go, there's not one type of seller that just, just wants to get rid of it as quick as possible as a government list. If I got a guy who has a pre foreclosure right now and the auction is in three weeks, that person's ready to go right at that like first call. They're ready to go. The code violations, um, probates to a point, but then you got to deal with attorneys and stuff. But like, the government list for most people, if you, you got to pay for skip tracing with it, but like if you pay skip tracing on government list, it's going to be the fastest, probably one of the most efficient ways out there. So I would say government list pull monthly guys. So pull all these, pull all the probates, all the arrest records with multiple factors on them, code violations, liens, water shutoffs, and fire damage properties. Guys, I teach that all on the bottom right hand corner there at freeholsing.com how to pull this list. I'm telling you, did, did, let, let me see. Did I stutter on this? Okay. D did I stutter when I said this? Did I say pull the ones you feel like? No, it, it, it's you, the you ones to do it. All of them. So guys, understanding like th this list you see on your screen right now, it's the fastest way to find motivated sellers that will earn you the highest margin. And listen, I do have reservations about, okay, let's do this in 30 days. Like I get it. I love to do it for a plan, but keep in mind, I've been doing this business 20 years, X over five. In that list, you're going to get a few people that are ready to do deals now. And that's great. So many wholesalers try to focus on what we call like the low hanging fruit and they forget to shake the rest of the tree. You're going to have a lot of people on that list that just, they need more time. They got to wait for an insurance check. I got to wait till my wife okays it. I've got to wait till my job transfers me. You want to do 100K consistently in the long run, understanding you have to be present when these people make the decision. So you, you take one or two deals down, you make a quick 10, 30K, understanding if you're 
can be patient and you want to be in wholesaling for the long run, the follow-ups is what will make a difference in a one year's time frame between you making 50K a month versus like 100K. And so many people out there just teach like run, 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 run fast as you can. You got to do wholesaling smart too. Sometimes by waiting people out, you can make a ton of money. I waited somebody out almost four years once. The amount of money I make, I couldn't even, I, I was blown away. And you know what the hardest part was? It was freaking waiting. So if you can be patient and work through and work these people in your follow-up and follow through, it's frustrating. It's super annoying. Nobody talks about in wholesaling, but if you want to almost double your revenue, the follow-up and being patient. So many people tell me when I used to go out and meet with sellers, they're like, this guy just like keeps sticking the contract in my mouth. I told him I needed time. Some people actually need time. They're not lying. And if you wait them out, you build rapport. When the deal goes down, it's usually 10 times better than you ever thought it was. So I want everyone to make 100K in 30 days. But if you consistently play wholesaling for the long game, you will make a tremendous amount of money. And so many people are just trying to grab deals today. If you call 100 people today, there's probably 20 or 30 people on that list are going to make a decision in the next three to six months to sell their property. The question is, do you want to repay for the skip tracing and, and not follow up with them? Or do you want to put them in your follow-up and eventually catch them when they sell? So I guys, agree. it's a long game too. I'm all about the short game, yeah. but you guys have already put in the time and the energy of these leads. Keep them in the follow-up. And the frustrating part is when you start out, you have zero leads. You get a couple hundred. Try after 20 years. My follow-up is so disgustingly long. It's a good problem to have, and you're going to have it too. So understand when some people need time, they actually need time. Don't just try to run them over. Yes, you got to get to the truth, but I'm telling you, it makes a tremendous difference, especially in probates, guys. Probates, you should be able to at least double your profit level. So an easy path to getting 100K is make sure you're incorporating probates. Like, I'm th I tell everyone to do that, you know. Uh, but yeah, you got guys, pull all of them. It's not a suggestion. Yeah. And like, if you get one monster deal in your 30 days, say you make like 42K on one deal, it's really easy to make up that difference of that $58,000. The problem is you can't do every deal at three and 5K. You just won't make it. That's like realtor money. So I agree. So we got to also think of the marketing channels to find deals as soon as possible. Like if we got to get deals quick, what are the marketing channels that we can do? Right. I'm telling you, it, I've said this a million times. Drawing for dollars and reverse drawing for dollars. Now, it's really hard for you to make 100K doing it all yourself. If you can, and I preach a lot of people, a lot of people that are outside the guru influencer space that actually legit do real estate deals, like the real ones out here, they actually have scaled up drawing for dollars teams. It's not talked about. That's something I always preach to everybody. If you can find people to put sticky notes out for you, to drive for dollars for you, it's better than any of these paid lists. I love... I'm a big proponent of paid lists, direct mail, uh, texting, calling, all this mm -hmm. stuff. But like, if you can find people to drive for dollars for you, do the buddy approach, which I taught last week, it's money. It is cash money. ton of money you can make in these deals. I'm telling you guys right now, drawing for dollars, reverse drawing for dollars, you have to earn that list. You can't pay for it. And that's where the, a lot of this money is coming in. Real, like, if you want to do it quick, these people are ready to go. I teach it all for wholesaling.com. Everyone knows what I'm doing. What's the next one? SMS text blasting. I love SMS text blasting. So if you're going to SMS text blast, uh, I'll tell you some of the best lists to be pulling on SMS text blasting uh, straight up. Um, I'm not a big proponent of like just throwing everything on a texting list, right? I'm um, a little more. So maybe some tired landlords, 
um, high equity vacants. I would probably skip the high equity, but like a high equity vacant list and like a tired landlord list, I would probably say is really good for texting. Um, now we're kind of getting to cold calling. I'm a general guy. I really like just, if you're going to do a big cold calling operation with VAs, I would pretty much do all the high equities. And the reason why I say do all the high equities is because I think this is a really big one, but like if you have a code violation, if I have a tired landlord, right? All this stuff, they're all actually going to be on the tire on the high equity list, right? Mm -hmm. High equity is like a wide net. Like, so I know not, not everyone's from uh, Louisiana, but like if you ever watch Forrest Gump or like those shrimp boats, like do, do, do the shrimp boats have little reels and they're trying to catch like they have a huge net yeah. and they just go anything. And unfortunately this is not good for shrimp boats, but like they'll catch everything. They, they know where all the shrimp are. They, they catch it all. Like 90, 95% of what they catch is what they call bycatch, which is everything yeah. other than shrimp and turtles, dolphins. Yeah. So that's a little crabs. much, but what I can say with the high equity is you can sort of not even pull any lists and just do a big cold calling list. And it's all going to be on there. And it's an expensive list, but like if you're running a huge operation, you're ready to scale, just do the entire high equity list in your County and cold call it. So do what we teach at freeholcing.com. We like it's high equity. We like 60% more. We like it below the median home price. We like they own it for at least three years, not on the MLS, like all that stuff. But all the tired landers are going to be in that list, right? All the good pre-foreclosure deals are already going to be in that list. All pretty much the probates are going to be in that list. Now, when we cold call and text blast our huge high equity lists, all of our probates are already on that list. But we still send probates on top of that. And it's pretty cool because... Sometimes I'll text and pretend I'm like one of our acquisitions managers, but when we send a letter out, it might be from Zach. So it's like two different people are calling them. Um, it's a good cop, bad cop approach. Mc one quick hint. McDonald's Burger King, right? McDonald's. So like one, one big hint I used to have is like, but you, so, you can't beat the McDonald's fries and the Whopper. No. If you could blend those two together. I like Big Mac's better than a Whopper, but that drippy sauce is a little much. Big Mac's amazing. The drippy sauce. You're questioning if I'm just flame. Flame broil was one of the greatest advertising terms. Do you know McDonald's sued uh, Burger King for that? It's terrible. And then that's when Jason Alexander did his big commercial. Look it up. Yeah. It was big back Mac's, in the early 80s. Big Macs are way better. You're Let us know in the comments. You were questioning please. if I'm your son for a second. You're like, wait. Why is that? Is, you're questioning if I was your son for a second. Like, wait. You like Big Macs better? What about McDonald's fries? They're the best. All right. Yeah, you so can't one thing I can tell you guys is <laughs> the high equity has them all in there, right? And it's very important. And one thing I can tell you is like, I want to, I, I, this happens all the time too, which we have acquisitions agents that like lowball a seller, something happens and the seller says like, F off, never talk to you again, John. Mm -hmm. I'm never speaking to you, John. Screw you. I'm going with someone else. Guess what they do? Zach will call him. Who's not even part of John's company. Right. Yeah. And then we do that. So I used to have deals when I was starting out, when I was working like with you, where the person just like, I, I've had sellers before. And I always said this, it said, you're too young. I don't trust you. I've had that happen before. It's like one to 2% of sellers. Right. Yeah. And this was like when I was like 19 years old. Right. We have deals like this. where like, I would just have you call deals done. Right. And it's, it sucks for a second, but like some people are like that, you know, I know. Um, when he's young, I just made him call. I'm like, if you don't, if you don't make it an obstacle, it won't be. But if the minute you put the obstacle in your head, I'm too young. I'm too young. I'm too young. No, but the, 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 the person literally told me that to my face. Correct. And I just had you call and yeah. you were just a random person off the street. They got the deal. So it goes, 
just under that, that's another like quick tip I give to you. But like the high equity stuff works. Have a charming dad. It helps. Oh lord. So uh, it's but it's funny. Like uh, even with like probates, I'll send a letter under uh, my name, and then he would uh, warm call them. And the reality is, some people just hate cold calling. They don't care who calls, and some people. Some people feel less threatened by like a letter. So doing that kind of McDonald's Burger King approach, I'm not here to get into the burgers and the fries, but like it works. The weird thing is one thing makes someone excited and the other one ticks them off and you can pivot. So hopefully they tell one person to take a flying leap and then the other person like, God, I'm so glad you didn't cold call me. You waited to send me a letter. I'm like, yeah, that's all we do. Oh my gosh. But, but yeah, uh, so, it works. Uh, cold calling works really well, guys. I love cold calling. I think cold calling is a great one. Uh, if you're going to scale up, Bandit signs. And I can tell you this, I made about a hundred K and this was in like what three or four months with bandit signs. Yep. And I, to be honest with you, I was still working a bag boy job. I was full time. I was taking college classes in high school. I was on the wrestling team. I was working like I was, this was really, I was, part and time. I gave it to him and I was, and cause I didn't use it in a long time. Yes, I, I agree. But, um, bandit signs, I'm telling you right now, like in three months, I made a hundred K and it was part-time. So if I went full-time on Bandit Signs, uh, I could have been done 30 days, right? Like yeah. if I really went hard and I didn't have a stupid school I had to do in high school. So the thing is like, if you, this is a rare one, right? Bandit Signs aren't going to work for every market, but if you should test out Bandit Signs do work, I'd go all in on it because Bandit Signs are still very powerful and they're an amazing list to be going after. Uh, I love Bandit Signs. As long as you can keep them up. True. And then the next one here is reverse wholesaling and government lists. And what I mean, what I mean by this, Sometimes reverse wholesaling is going to be your best bet too. And let's sort of explain reverse wholesaling, right? Um, there's a lot of people that sell courses on it. Some people, oh, I invented it. No one really invented reverse wholesaling. It's kind of a term everyone uses, like who owns the word drying for dollars, right? But um, reverse wholesaling is basically where you kind of do wholesaling in reverse, where you find the cash buyer, you see what areas they like, and then you just go after those areas. And then you kind of sell to that cash buyer really quick and you don't have to deal with the cash buyer. Um, you can do that too. And if I add government lists in areas where my cash buyers want, that's a big strategy too. Reverse wholesaling, it works a little better in rougher markets, right? Um, but I, I think a lot of people are going to start talking about the little more reverse wholesaling because these, uh, you know, once markets start going weirder, reverse wholesaling actually works more. So we might be talking about that more in the future, but it's the same process. You just find a cash buyer and then you find the area the cash buyer wants, like rental, stuff like that. Um, that's what I'd say here. Uh, so I do that with government lists. Now the next part is we got the lists, we got the marketing channels, we know what to do. Now the most important part is taking action, right? So what do we do if we're looking to come out here and start taking action? Like, what, what do we do? I would say at minimum, like if you want to make hundred K, um, you're going to have to put five to 10 hours a week into marketing. And that is minimum. Like if you really want to guarantee your success, you should be at 30 to 40. But like, if you even want a shot, you're going to be at five to 10. And that's if you're reverse drawing for dollars, like crazy, right? Even door knocking, um, five to 10, five to 10 hours is like a minimum. Um, and that's not even going to guarantee your success. I would I'd probably be at two or 20 or 30, uh, but I would be at five to 10 minimum. This is a really important part. I have not found one wholesaler that's consistently making a hundred K plus a month that doesn't have a schedule and doesn't stick to it. Discipline equals freedom. Discipline's super important. And if you want to have like success in this, you're going to have to be disciplined. Creating a marketing schedule. Hey, I'm going to pull this list this month 
and I'm going to market with these marketing channels this many a day for this days. And then boom, go like with, with these times, if you're not specific with it, you will not be successful. And I, I don't want to be brash with it, but discipline is going to be how you're important. And I've said this a million times, every, pretty much every successful entrepreneur in this country, um, the big, the big ones, right. They're all disciplined with everything they do. Um, especially with their business life. And that's what you have to do. If you do not guard your time, your, your time will get sucked up. I'm telling you, okay, there's TikTok out here. There's great TV shows, Got football season coming up, football today. Oh, my Lord. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. But like, guys, it's, your time will get sucked up through just life, right? If you, if you let time suck your, like if you let just things suck up your time, it will. And you already know this, right? Like it, t- your time will be used. But if you take time and say, hey, this is where I'm marketing, this is what I'm doing, and you stick to it, that's going to help you out. Guys, I, I cannot stress this. How many times have I been cold calling? I said, you know, I don't want to cold call today. I don't want to work out today. I, I tell day. my, but unfortunately, when I have days where like, I don't want to work out, I'm like, crap. I ha- I, I've worked out pretty much four or five days a week for since basically high school. It's discipline. Okay. I don't, I don't break habits. That's not who I am. And I do it. It makes you feel worse when you don't do it. That, and not physically worse, worse because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Correct. So it's guys, uh, d- discipline, the, the key to discipline and God knows I got a lot of experience in this is you have to untether your emotion, uh, your emotional, um, IQ to it. Okay. Your emotions are what causes you. I don't want to work out today. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to make cold calls. It's always about your emotions. So uh, a very smart person told me once, just remove your emotions from your discipline and you'll get everything done. So unless you're in severe pain or sick, you have to move forward with the plan you set out. And so once you recognize it's your emotions that are driving some of your decisions, whether you want to feel like doing something today, remove it. Okay. And only make an exception when you're really sick, you're physically impaired, or uh, you just, you know, some urgent came up and define it. If you have to go take your kid to a hospital stay, that would be it. You're just going to work out later that night. So the thing is, we always- Kids in the hospital, you don't have to work out, okay? You should. You could do lunches in the hallway. No, no. But the reality is, like, once you remove your emotion, you go, that's just my emotional IQ telling me that. I'm just like- Dude, I'm the worst about asking. So I get back from vacation. You guys know how it is. You got to get back into like your routines. Like me just trying to run. It's like, ah, it's hot. I don't feel like it. It just drives you nuts. So remove your emotions from your discipline and you can make the decision much, much easier and you'll stick to it a lot more. Yeah, that's it. I'm telling you guys right now, you just got to take that action. If you don't take that action, you're going to be stuck. And uh, I feel like a lot of people, they feel like they're stuck in this business because they're not consistently taking action. And how do you become consistent in this business? You have a schedule, right? The, the, the guy or gal that consistently shows up every day and does the marketing wins out. Not the person that goes hard for a week and then quits. I agree. They're not successful. It's the people that constantly do the action, consistently take that the action and consistently put in the work. They're going to be the most successful people out here. So I'm stressing to everyone right now, create a schedule and stick with it. And unfortunately, a lot of people hear that, but they don't do it. And if you want to do deals right now, it's that's what it's going to take. Um, 
trade it. I'm telling you, that's what it's going to take. So one thing I would tell you too, if you really want to make hundred K, you can do it virtually. It's a lot harder. Um, in person is the best, like meeting sellers in person. It's the best possible way because you will make more money. And what do I mean with this? When you meet with a seller face to face, you have a better chance of getting that contract signed right there. When somebody's standing in front of you, ready to solve the problem, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, it's much easier to reject anybody over the phone. When you're belly to belly, it's like night and day. And honestly, give me your contracts. I can tell you which ones you do virtually and which ones you do locally just by the profit in anybody's business. It's just there's some people that are different, but like, yeah, some, well, some are highly trained and I give them credit for that for the, for the most part, especially when you're just starting out, if you have the ability to do it in your local market, go and meet with them. Even like, well, it'd be much easier. I call them. I'm just telling you, if you guys understand that physical interaction, it just gives you a better chance to build rapport. You get more of a connection. And very rarely when we meet people in person in our business, do they back out of contracts or do anything? Listen, why do you think virtual markets have such a high back out rate? Because it's, it's a less personable transaction and you just don't have the ability to connect with your sellers as much. So yeah, a hundred percent. I I'm telling you, like you just get a better chance. You can close sellers better and it gives you the best chance for success. Next here is, you literally have the best discounts on your contracts. You can, the chance of you getting a deal lowballing somebody in person versus over the phone is way. And I lowball a lot of sellers over the phone virtually and I get really good deals. I get way better ones in person all it, day. It's, it's just, remember, you can look at the reaction. You get to look at the house. You get to smell the house. Like, dude, guys, it's, it's like it's, night and day. And guys, we, we, we are we're trying to find problem property. So when you get there, don't be shocked when you find a problem. And then listen, people say, well, you know, bury their nose in the paint. I don't do it. I'm actually constantly trying to help them out. And when they see you're yeah. trying to help them out, you're a good person. They like what you have to say. You're naturally going to get, in my opinion, a 10 to 12% discount being there in person. I would say they, and also I hate to say this for my virtual people, but it's true about in person they think you're more serious when you show up to, when you pull up to someone's house and like, Hey, I'm ready to buy this house. It just seems a lot more serious. than when you say it over the phone, there's one thing saying it over the phone, but like going in person, right? Um, it's always the thing. Uh, it, so it just gives you more of a chance to connect. Well, let, let me tell you this too. Personable. This is an online phenomenon and I see it all the time. Uh, as someone that plays a lot of video games, uh, not as much as I used to, but like little Galaga, huh? Yeah. People like you're playing like call of duty. <laughs> They'll say all this, oh, I'll beat you up, all this stuff. If they go in front of you, they're not going to beat you up, okay? They're going to be scared to it. There's what You can say anything over the phone. People have false confidence. Guys, the amount of trolls I get on the, uh, on the comments saying, oh, you suck at wholesaling, Zach. If those people pulled up right now and went to me face-to-face, -face, they'd never say it to my face. Yeah. But, but it takes – but when you go to someone face-to-face, -face, they're more serious about it, right? And the, that's the one thing – So. You're more serious. It's a lot easier to just get it done right there. Uh, there's a reason why car salesmen are still face-to-face. -face. They don't do car sales over the phone like they do uh, stocks, insurance. Car sales is still face-to-face -face because you're selling an asset. I, I'm not going to call it an asset. They're but still like, they're trying to convert it. They're it's 50, not, 60, 70, $80,000 buys. And selling a property is the same There's thing. only one company who's figured out how to do it without a dealership. 
okay. Yeah. But like, why? Because they never started the dealership model. That's I, why it worked, I, I, but I, I, it took 10, 15 years to even get it to, call, to catch on. So I agree. So in person, if you can, it's the best. I get so many people that are like, I was even talking to uh, Sosa yesterday and we love Sosa, right? We're doing some one-on-ones, but like I'm, I'm pushing him to go in person versus doing it over the phone. I'm pushing him hard on it because he's in a good market in North Carolina. Yeah. If he goes in person, he's going to do way better than trying it virtually. Now, yes, you can theoretically do more deals virtually, but that only works if you have so like, if you're drowning in leads and you're getting 15 offers and all these contracts, sure. If you were doing 15 deals and leads a day that are like ready to go and you're giving 15 offers a day, maybe virtual is going to be like a better option. But like for most people in person and you can scale up in person too. Like people think, oh, you can only scale up virtual guys. You knew both of them. So once you get the deals under contract to find cash buyers, honestly, what we have found, there's five proven tenants of finding a cash buyer. There's more than that, but really five is the best way. Cold call and the Zillow for rents. Cash buyers are either going to be a landlord or flipper most of the time. So if they're a landlord, go to the cold call, the four rents. I've been saying this forever, but it works. Cold calling cash sales, people that are just buying properties cash for flipping them. That works too. There's a flipper tab on listerai.com. Uh, it's great. Facebook groups. I found a ton of cash buyers. I, sh I literally showed, I showed a guy how to find his, his title company in Detroit on a Facebook group in like two minutes. Yeah. Pretty easy. Um, auctions. Networking, JVing, and uh, real estate investing associations. You can add in also real estate agents, but I put that in networking to a point. I kind of put in the five key tenants there. But honestly, like that's how you find deals. And if you kind of put all these together, you're going to make 100K in 30 days. The question is, are you going to pull all the government lists? Are you going to start text blasting some of those paid lists? Are you going to start doing all these things? The, the only answer to that question is up to you, right? And no, you don't have to make 100K in a month, right? It's not for the faint of heart. I will tell you that, okay? It is not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of work, but I feel like it's worth it. And if you're ready to go, do it. I'm telling you, make that plan and stick to it and take that action, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest challenge is once you get proficient in marketing and working your leads, it, it's kind of a lot like juggling. <clears throat> so think about if you had to juggle two deals up. <laughs> when you start getting five, six, seven, eight, nine, you have to keep reaching out to all these people. You have to coordinate title work. You got to do buyers. And that's what kills most wholesalers when they try to scale this business. And then what they go on, they go on like a two or three month sabbatical. I know I've done it multiple times and I'm here to tell you, that's when you bring people in to help you start answering phones, to help you start coordinating closings. And you keep going on those acquisitions because that's your highest paid skill set. And then you can get people behind the scenes to help you out work virtually so you can manage yourself. Because remember, you've got to keep marketing. That's the key to making a hundred grand. You, if you're working on seven or eight deals, you just had a good month, you got to keep fighting for that same consistency next month. And the reality is, I'm here to tell you, two people can do a million plus in wholesaling fees, but I got into wholesaling so I could have more free time, not less. In the beginning, the more you can do, you can learn, you get to wear acquisitions, dispositions, marketing, everything. So when you go to hire people and you figure out how to scale it, you know exactly how to measure their success KPIs, and then you can help them when they get in trouble. If you didn't go through this journey, you if you hire people and you don't know what you're doing, you're never going to be able to grow your business. So don't get upset when you're a little bit stretched. I've been through it. He's been through it. That's how you learn. And then you got to go through some pain, and then you bring people in so you can buy back your time. And 
there's nothing worse than managing someone like you don't know anything about the job. So you know everything about wholesaling after a year or two, it's very easy to scale and grow. And just pick one job at a time. Don't try to hire five or six people at once. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Did you watch the Hard Knocks last night? I did. Is that where you mentioned juggling? Yeah, I kind of got. I, I, the head. guy was doing the juggling. I, I was, was going to juggle the knives. Oh, I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, a receiver's yeah. going to juggle <laughs> knives. But it's true. It's like you ever, like, I can't juggle. I watched it too. So that's what I'm saying. So kind of wholesaling in a way, it's like it's to learn the juggle. Uh, I think you have to put in, they said on average, like 200 hours to figure it out. Minimum. It's not that hard. Then do get the balls out. Let's go. compared to wholesaling. Okay, so you guys want to see uh, Zach juggle, I can juggle. Uh, in 30 days? We'll do an entire video. I can do on it. That. I don't think it's worth it for me. It just was that a week, 30 days. I don't think uh, I have the uh, hand like two eye hours coordination. A day. I'm not doing that. I'm telling you, I, that well, that's the problem. Cool, like, yeah. so anything you want to learn in life, you have to put time into it. Wholesaling is no different, guys. Listen, make your first 10, 20k, start doing that consistently, and go, okay. How can I make more money per deal and how can I do more deals? That's actually easy to figure out. But once you start figuring out the process, so many people are sold this thing. Let me teach you how to scale from day one. You can't because unless you go through the journey and understand how wholesaling works, you have no idea how to hire people to get through it. I took much longer than everyone else. I'm just not as bright as everybody else. But like once I mastered wholesaling, I was like the five to seven year guy. You don't have to make that same mistake I did. I agree. So let's get some questions real quick. Then we got some one-on-ones we're going to get into, but uh, we're excited. So quick announcement too. Um, I'm not going to be on my live on Sunday, but Rick's going to do it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, guest, huh? He's going to be the guest host on Sunday. It'll be a I'll surprise not, topic. Yeah, I will not be. Uh, I'll not, I'll, I won't, I, my voice probably won't even be working. So I'll probably I'm lose my voice. teach millennials yeah. how to work. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on there. We'll talk to the young. He'll I'll talk to tell you everything your mamas didn't tell you. Oh, my Lord. But uh, yeah, it'll be You're fun. You're nervous one. about that one, aren't you? No, we'll let you do. do Listen, you, do. you better have like a, like a bed and a cot set up for me because I'm usually in bed by I then, know. But... You're going to be tired. But we'll Dude, bring it. I, I can't wait. Millennials bring all your questions to me. It's not just millennials watch my channel. I know. It's not, oh, if right. you got questions about Zach, that's the perfect show to do it on because he can't defend it. And I'll tell you the truth. Oh, We're not going to be doing that. All right. So, uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. And then it. I'll follow up Monday. Maybe we'll do like a sequel on my That'd channel with it. That'd be great. Um, Steven says, 100K in 30 days is very attainable. I have three pending now for $160,000 total. Let's get those deals. Steven. Yeah. Woo! Guys, it, I'm I just like telling that. you, like we all start out somewhere. I remember the, to this day, it's burnt the money. My first 10K I made, I thought it was all the money in the world. If you put it out in single bills, I would have been that kid with the gold chain, just laying it out on the desk, just like, it's just an amazing feeling. And I can't describe it to you. And now like I go through, all I do is keep trying to add zeros like every five years. And it's yeah. like, you just keep going. Now you don't have to wait five years to get to the hundred K I'm here to tell you. So like people like Steven and stuff, it just, you have to talk to enough people that kind of figure it out. So when the opportunity comes, you can strike, you can help people out, make a ton of money. And then, Probably like he's probably like driving himself a little bit crazy, and you get to that point, and you're like, man, I can't keep this pace. I got to take a vacation, and then everything stops in your business. So you got to start all over. So before you kind of get there, understanding when you get a little bit frustrated, you can start outsourcing jobs within the company. And guys, you do not need an office for this business. I have proven this more than anyone. An office is a huge distraction. This business, you go to the sellers; they will never come to you. Why are you getting an office?
I agree, hundred percent. Great job, Stephen. Though, shout out to him. That's good stuff. That's a good amount of money right there. Woo. Uh, Wale says, "Hey, hey guys, how do I reach out for paid coaching?" Oh, or right. hit the credit card. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. Cha ching. All right. So what I want you to do is um, DM me my private account. No, no. Okay, guys. I don't do paid hop coaching. Hop on a discovery call. Hop on a discovery call. Hop on. Um, they got to stop that one. That's a fun one. But hop guys, on a call. Uh, I've got nothing going on, and I just want to talk about how I can pull five or ten k out of your bank guys, account quickly. Uh, while I, you'll learn pretty quick, there's no amount of money you can give to me where I'm entitled to give you information. I don't do that. I look. Unfortunately, I look at that as right as a job. Right. If I it have to sit down, uh, five six hours a day on a one on one Zoom, I'm getting paid five hundred bucks an hour, and that's not even what I'm worth. I'm worth way more than that. Um, and that's honestly a job. And do I want to be on seven hours a day on a Zoom of wholesaling, uh, just teaching it and not doing it? Um, I'll probably get sick of it. Honestly, I, I'm just being completely honest with you. You, you would just throw. I'd in probably and lose it in there like everybody. Else I, I would. I would probably lose a passion for the business if I have to spend eight hours a day on a Zoom and then do a two-hour live stream. No, okay. Like I don't like it. You know, I just I don't feel like that's genuine to who I am. That's not why I got in this into this business. We get in this business to work 10, 12 hours a week. And that's at most, right? Um, I'm not going to do a paid coaching. Then I go, it's stupid, okay? Um, I've, I've told you a lot. I'm a hard guy to reach outside of my live streams because I wholesale for real. And I run a legit business. And hey, I'm not entitled, right? Once I once you pay me 5, 10K, uh, I have to give you my phone number. I have to give you texts. You call me. I'm on a th- call. Guys, I can't do it, okay? I'm not going to do it. Um, I'd never do paid coaching. Maybe it's just because we're stubborn people, uh, but I feel like you should learn wholesaling for free. And that's what I 100% agree on. So yeah, I don't, no, we don't do paid coaching. I do free coaching and we give out literally two hours a day. We give out to just teaching this business, a live stream. We'll spend on Saturday, a couple hours just recording videos, but like uh, we don't really spend that much time doing content. Like I just, and well, keep this in mind because we don't charge for it and we give you we don't hold anything back. So when you go on a one-on-one with this, if I'm not selling you a course, I I've got my five, 10 minutes to tell you exactly what we need to do there. There's no other coach mentor can do that because you have to pay the fee to get behind the scenes. And number two, when I'm talking to anybody on this, I can just be brutally honest because I'm not being paid to get you through your 30 day. You know, a lot of them, how, you know how they all have a 30 day money back guarantee. You, you, I'd like to tell you it's their choice. They're not, they're forced by the credit card companies to do that. So we can give you the truth, get through it. So you can go to freewholesaling.com, do that. You can do the 30 day challenge. You can do the whole program. It's completely thorough. And then find somebody in the chat or somebody like somebody in our Facebook group, uh, Facebook group, wholesaling houses for real, get an accountability partner. But at the end of the day, either you got to do the work or you can't, I find people that pay these fees they think everything's just going to be done for them. And then they get a huge dose of reality. And they're like, oh my God, I got to do the work. You're all going through the journey. If you pay for it or get it for free, the question is, do you have the conviction to get through, to follow through your belief that wholesaling will set you free? If it is, you have everything you need right here on freewholesaling.com. I agree. Do so- not think paying someone is going to skip you to the front of the line. They're like, I heard somebody say, the other guys, only the serious students will pay. Like then we know they're serious. I'm like, it's ridiculous. I know you're serious when you put in the work. All right, I'm gonna put this angle on because Bali says we have matching shirts. Hold on, scoot over. 
We do not have matching shirts. Well, it's because it's LaCosta. This is a different shirt. This is a smarter okay. shirt. Uh, whatever. You, you I think your, that's my shirt anyway. So. You have your button on? Is that button? You want me to button it? Yeah, it's the point of a college shirt to button it. Is it? I ask people in the content to give two craps if it's You're going to be like, uh, if it was me, I Tony Mont. You're looking like Tony Montana over here. Am I? Oh, well, <laughs> lucky I even got a shirt on. Oh my gosh. But yeah, Rick did not spill the coffee today. I did. I only seem to do that by myself. You know, know. why? Because I started doing this. I just, start, started, I know like, you, you I, I'm passionate. like a conductor. I get excited. And with the sideways table, it's almost impossible. <laughs> That's not, I think that's the point. That was really bad. I think that's why we have the you got. Let me story. tell you, I could do a behind the scenes story of how a couple of those coffee spills went because you should see the it coffee. was an hour and a half agony of coffee just running down my leg. And it was just like, <laughs> you should see the coffee spills outside of the live streams because there's more out there. It was like when Kramer had the coffee in the movie theater. It was like, ah! you should see this guy with coffee on a boat. Oh, yeah. Uh, I try drinking coffee. He doesn't understand the boat moves around and you have to move the coffee with you. No, no. Zach's just like, what's going on? It's like an earthquake. I go, the oh, sea was just, angry that day. The sea was angry, my friend. So the it's sea just, was angry that I day. have this problem with coffee, man. It just tends to fly out of the cup. It hap It's the worst in cars. I agree. But that's um, only when he's driving, by the way. I agree. Steve says, so how much is freelancing.com? How much is a lifetime subscription? Uh, we have a, uh, what do they call it? Evergreen? Uh, Evergreen. It's a lifetime subscription. It's 14 grand. No, guys, it's free. Guys, uh, listen, I all these companies that say uh, we're Evergreen, you get a lifetime subscription, keep in mind, I guarantee that company will be sold 100%. And then you're going to find out through the little fine policy what all that stuff means. You know how many lifetime memberships I got that I can't get access to right now? I agree. I haven't had one of them come through ever. And I've been in the business 20 years. I was born a Dolphins fan and uh, apparently I have to be with them for life now. And finally, we've got a good year. What so does that mean? I'm with them for life. I didn't read the fine print. I have to deal with the bad years. You know what Darius Rucker says? Oh, I don't want to hear it. All right. I already know what you're saying. All right. The dolphins just want to make me cry. Hopefully we're good. I don't know. All right. They so, made me uh, cry early last year. Where they lose five or six in a row right off the bat? They won like eight. It was good. Yeah, then they All won right. just enough not to get in the playoffs. Don't don't bring that up. All right. Ah! Steven says, yes, Zach, it's volume, but wouldn't you agree having the best quality of buyers pay top dollar also goes along? It does. Burr buyers are going to pay more than flippers. In some, Yes, I agree with that to a point. Uh, realtors also pay a huge premium. That's very important. Uh, but what I could say is a lot harder to find a really good deal versus finding a good cash buyer. A good cash buyer is at probably even, it's probably half the work of finding a really good deal, even exactly. today. Uh, so that's why I focus a lot of my efforts on there because I could find probably four cash buyers really well in an hour, like super big quality. For me to find really, to for me to find four $50,000 deals in an hour, I'm not going to call it impossible, but it's very hard. A lot of work. It's very like, very hard, very expensive. For free, I can pull up really good cash buyers, but and then bird buyers right now they don't exist. They but, exist, but no, they it's a lot you harder. can't. There's ways around it, but yeah. Well, the, the idea is when you had really low interest rates below four percent, it made mathematical sense. Right now, the, the, you you can't like the math doesn't add up. I talk to them all the time. They're like they just don't want to do it because the rates are on the uptick. They're not on the downtick. And then the cost to carry that mortgage uh, really exceeds the cash flow of the property. And it's not making a lot of sense. 
when you when people were doing burr at two and three percent it made a lot of financial you you could i'm not gonna say you could disregard the price but like for the most part now you can't do that method because not only are prices still high but the interest rates are way up and it makes it for a challenging for burr so the problem with burrs I get it. Like when it's burrs have been excellent for the last really five to seven years. And that one's just closing. Hedge funds are closing a little bit. So you're definitely going to have to be a lot more flexible um, when you find these buyers. But like if it's burr or not, like I know they'll pay a little bit more. But listen, my favorite buyer is the, uh, the guy or gal that buys one or two properties a year that's fixing it up for a family member that wants to do the handiwork themselves. Hands down will pay more than any burr more than any landlord, more than any cash buyer, realtors, agents. And by the way, guys, I was out today. I make my rounds. I have a lot of people in the business and I can tell you mortgage brokers are getting nervous right now, really nervous. Their business is way down and they're really worried about this last quarter and the first quarter going into 2023. Well, it's crazy. But one thing I can tell you is I can break that down too, but like a lot of people get really freaked out. Oh my God, it's... I mentioned this yesterday. I'll mention this again. And I want to break this down. Everyone getting the one-on-ones. Um, everyone's like, oh my God, is the real estate market going to crash? And I've said this a million times, a million times. The real estate market is not going to crash. And when I say crash, there's a difference between a pullback and a crash. A crash is like 30, 40, 50% crash. It's bad. I've been through it's, one. It's bad. We're not set up for that. We're set up for something interesting. But like what I could tell you in the last crash it took a while for prices to recover from those prices. Like when I started wholesaling, when I looked at a property and I saw a comp that it sold. Uh, so in 2018, it sold in 2006. The, the price in Port St. Lucie didn't even really hit back to their 2006 levels till 2020, right after the panoramic, right? When I, like I saw prices from 2006, yeah. like a house I put on a contract for 240. It sold for like 350 in 2006. Like, unprecedented levels took 13 years Th yeah, for my local 13. market to recover. It was a crash that was so epic. I couldn't even explain it to you. Well, our local market, it was all rentals, all new properties, create, but like we're not going to be. So everyone thinking when they hear like if real estate's going to be bad, they automatically think of what's going to happen. Here's the coolest part about history. And this is history in general. I'm talking about general history. Okay, shoot. History doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. That is a hundred percent. It doesn't repeat itself. One. It rhymes. World War One, World War Two. It didn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Um, what I can tell is, it's not going to be the exact same. There's rarely like economic crashes that happen for the same exact reason twice in a row. And you can argue World War One and World War Two are like that. But what happened after World War Two? There was kind of an inflation area, weird times in the seventies. We had that eighties thing going on. And then we had the, then we had the dot-com bubble. Would you agree the last crash in the eighties was nothing like the 2000 bubble and the 2000 tech bubble is nothing like it was in 2008, 2009. The next thing is not going to be like it was before. Everyone thinks real estate is going to go down 50, 60, 70, but it's not guys at worst. I'm saying, at, I said this at worst, I could say 25%. But what I can tell you right now is everyone thinks real estate has like gone down significantly. If you look at the price of buying a house, yeah. if I bought a $250,000 starter home right now, if I bought it, okay, 
it would cost me like, all right, actually, let me pop this up. So I, I so I don't look like I'm crazy. I, I do want to show people because I think some people are um, visual learners. So let's do a $250,000 house. Let's just do a quick amortization on it. So you guys understand what I'm talking about. I don't want to confuse you, but if I'm going to buy a house with a mortgage, right? Let's say I'm going to buy a um, $250,000 starter home, right? That's not bad, right? Let's say I do a, um, so let's say I do a $50,000 down payment, right? And what's interest rates used to be like 3%, right? Nothing crazy, right? So if I had a 30 year loan at 3%, like this is when real estate was like 3%, right? Yeah. The cost of that house is probably going to cost me 13,000 a month, right? 1300. Yeah. Now, what are rates today? Five, five and a half. What's the 30 year at right now? Um, it's close to six. 30 year mortgage. Five, five. Rates. Um, they're showing me right now, it's going to be 6.8. It, it says 6.8 right now. Um, let me share what it That's says. That's a big here. number. Um, it's at like 6.8 right now, which is, I, I've seen people get 5.5s right now. Um, but if Perfect I do with 200, a yeah, let's say 25 down. Like, obviously it's worth, let's say it's six. Okay. Let's be conservative at six. Okay. In Florida, it's going to be seven. I, I know, but like, let's say six. Okay. Let's be nice. If we're at 6% interest rates right now, oop, 36. <laughs> if we're at a uh, 6%, my mortgage just popped an extra 300 bucks. So what's 300? Um, 300 divided by that 1300. My mortgage, my, my mortgage just raised 23%. So the cost of me buying a house just went up 25%. Has real estate gone down 25%? No. No, that means net the cost of real estate has actually gone up. And this is a weird argument. I know this is a weird argument for a lot of people, but you got to look at it like that. So if the average mortgage for a $250,000 house is now $1,600, not $1,300, and real estate only went down 10%, it's not really a crash, right? No. it's I, I, Nobody talks about this. The, the important people in real estate do, but just understand that like, Obviously, when mortgage rates go from 3% to 6%, there's going to be less activity because your mortgage just went more expensive, right? So how do you like hedge against this, right? Guess what that person is going to do if they can only afford $1,300? they are going to buy a $200,000 house, right? They're going to step down in price. And so if I'm wholesaling, what houses are more protected? The cheaper houses are more, more expensive. Cheaper. The cheaper houses, right? Yeah. Guys, people think real estate's crashing. The houses that we wholesale right now at like 150, 200, they're selling like crazy. They're Insane. Just as fast as they always have Insane. before. Insane. So um, I, yeah. I think so many people, especially if you've only wholesaled in the last like four or five years, that's not even a normal market. A normal market, which we're going to go into the end of this year, 2023, is what we call a balanced market. It might shift a little bit more of a buyer's market, but basically, it requires two parties to play ball in the last four years. Only one side's played ball and it's the buyer bringing all the money and the realtor telling you I'm the greatest. I sold it. The seller. Yeah. The seller's agent. Yeah. So now a common practice is going to be for builders and sellers to include co closing costs as an incentive to buy. Yeah. And, and you're going to see bonuses for this. And then uh, you're going to see cars in the driveway and flat screen TVs. Because listen, if I got two same houses and this guy's gonna give me a flat screen TV and cover my closing cost, I'm going to him every time. And 
the problem is a lot of people aren't even used to it. I mean, listen, I for since 2008 to 2012, 13, that's how we had to sell every property, every property. It was even crazy wholesaling. But the houses I wholesaled, I did very well with it. I just had to work a little bit harder to sell them. So you cannot time real estate if you think you're going to time wholesaling. We do not day trade. We do not day trade real estate. A lot of people say that. The reality is we put properties under contract at deep discounted prices that we already have pre, uh, pre-order demand on it. And so that's not... Day trading is buying something and crossing your fingers. It works out by the end of that day. It doesn't work out that way. So if you can't time the real estate market, how do you think you can time the... Uh, if you can't time the stock market, you definitely can't time the real estate market. For those of you who goes, I'm going to wait till it hits the bottom. You're, you're going to miss it. You're never going to find it. Wholesaling, we just proved for the last three or four years, you can make a ton of money in wholesaling. And that was in the hottest market we've ever seen in the United States history. But guess what? You can actually make more money now than back then easily. No one ever talks about this. You get a lot more negotiation. It's theoretically the, the easiest market, but it's really not because when real estate kept going up, the sellers were more crazy. Right. They and sellers, nuts. sellers are still nuts now, but they're less nuts and they're going to start cooling off. You actually, and this isn't even an argument. This is facts. Right now, if real estate goes down another 10, 15, even 20%, you as a wholesaler will make more money now than ever. The only industry I'm going to say that's going to get destroyed from this is two. Don't say it. It's true. Realtors and mortgage brokers. Well, the, the mortgage brokers, they're is, the only ones that are really going to so get I've destroyed. watched mortgage brokers over 20, 25 years. It's the same site. Like when they're making money, there's people filling the office, they're buzzing. And when they're not making money, they're closing offices, laying off people and trying to figure out how they're going to survive. And I'm telling you, they've all conceded that the next six months is going to be brutal. It's going to be really bad well, for, for them, them, for them, because it's just not going to be easy to move a property because nobody wants to pay these interest rates. And as more houses sit on the market, people are really going to have to create incentives to make it work. Heck, it could create some awesome uh, creative financing situations, anything like that. But I'm just here to tell you, man, things are definitely going to change. I, I said by fall, we're going to have something that has to happen. And, um, the thing is you want your sellers to get that information of the doom and gloom. Let the media go ahead and deliver that. And it's just starting now. But guys, it doesn't matter. I don't care if the market's way up here. It's down there. It, wholesaling is you're buying today at a deep discount with already a preconceived buyer and you make money. So wholesalers make more money when the market's dropping because you are aware of it and you're way ahead of it. Well, this is it. So let me show you this. So we have a little, I don't know, Google Paint type thing here. Uh-oh. Are you drawing? I'm drawing. So uh oh This is not going to be good, but y'all pray for me. So this is something I want you to add commentary or tell me if I'm wrong or right on this, but I'm pretty sure I'm right here. It's like- We doing fantasy football? Yes. So the last real estate market, prices have been slowly going up like this, right? And we're making a ton of money, right? Because real estate was, would you agree that there is from generally this point to this point, it's moved, right? Mm -hmm. And if I go back here, right? If real estate goes from up here to down here, it's moving right down. Wholesalers, creative finance people, we all they all make money when prices move. Because I can buy a I can buy a property, there's motivation from sellers and the cash buyers want to buy. Wholesalers, when prices go like this, 
they don't make money. It just stagnates. It doesn't do anything. It's very hard. There's less motivation. You make more money in wholesaling. Ooh, that was weird. You make more money in wholesaling when things go different. So if real estate goes up, we make money. If real estate goes down, you make money. It's kind of when it does nothing. And, and really, that's the transition points, which you're not really seeing now. Just understand, you're going to make more money right now if real estate changes than ever before. Because guess what? You have somebody right here that made more money during the crash than before even wholesaling. And guess what? You don't have to pay money to go learn this information. We're actually going to show you absolutely for, for, for free on this channel. Live streams, we're doing the same amount. And the coolest part about it is those sellers that always said I didn't want to sell, they're going to say, yes, they want to sell. The only thing you have to understand if real estate goes down, let's say 20%, let's let, let's say theoretically, let, let's, let's say theoretically real estate goes down. The average market price five years ago was 100,000. It doubled to 200,000. And let's say real estate goes down 50%. All right, let's say it goes down 25%. And the average market's now 150,000. It's still worth more than it was five years ago. So like real estate's not going to crash. Like you're not screwed, right? Um, you're going to make more money during the crash than anything. And so I think a lot of people have that misconception that real estate and wholesaling is doomed. Um, real estate's been a thing since, I mean, George Bockel has been doing it since the thirties yeah. and we've seen a lot of crashes in real estate and wholesalers have always made a ton of money. Um, so it's proven guys. And let, let me tell you this, like you really want to kind of blow your mind. I like that one comment on there. I'll Which let you one? take it. Which one? Up, up right there down up there up um is is your house worth more or is the u.s dollar worth less i already know the answer to this one so anyway see graham i see your uh your thing on there and yeah zach went to college did i pay for your college no actually no the, you actually technically did pay for my college well, well because you're a taxpayer yeah. um in the state of Florida, if you're in the top, I think two percent of SAT scores, um, you get your full. You get a you your tuition's paid for. Um, so with that, we made the decision to go to college yeah. as long as it's paid for. He got all the scholarships and the grants. Well, no, I, so I uh, so what they do in Florida is basically um, all the lottery money mm -hmm. gets used to the top. I think maybe five percent is like the top certain percent of um, people with SAT scores. They'll just give you your tuition, your tuition zero, and that should give you stipends and stuff. And they got other full ride scholarships and stuff. Um, so yeah, and I, I never paid for college. Um, yeah. I know Graham's just like kidding around, but I, I want you guys to understand. Like, he looked at college. He kind of made the decision what he wanted to do. And like all young people, they want to figure out things. And you know, he made this. But like, we didn't pay a dime for it. Like, I, I, I would never go out and get a loan for like college. It's, it's. It's I wouldn't do it, but that's my opinion, but it's, yeah. So I'm just telling you guys right now, if real estate has a hiccup or something, which I've already shown you why it's at its prices where it's at now, even down 5%, um, the cost has gone up 25%. So just guys understand if real estate goes down, you're going to make way more money. And I've been saying, I, we have been on this live stream on this channel for almost three years now. Yeah. And since we started this YouTube, the flip of the YouTube channel, what is something I've always said? I personally, I'm very selfish. If real estate goes down, I'm going to make so much stinking money off of creative financing and wholesaling yeah. and buying assets. It's going to be disgusting. I've been saying that for three years straight. And guess what? I'm still saying that message today. Three years still straight. I'm still waiting for a crash because if a crash happens, it's going to be bad for a lot of people. And I, my heart goes out to them. 
but all this cash I got, I'm just going to be buying stupid dirt cheap assets, making a ton of money. So guys, I'm telling you right now, you're going to make a ton of money in this market. The gurus are going to be struggling hard because uh, they can't charge you a $10,000 course to learn wholesaling. And that's yeah, going to be very I, I, hard. For hopefully them. you guys have seen through all that. There's going to be a coach, uh, the, a coaching recession. That's going to be tough for them. They're, they're going to, uh, they're going to sell a couple TV screens. Here's uh, reality. As long as you guys keep paying the fees, these, the, the coaches are just going to keep coming out of the woodworks. They, they have conferences, they have everything. Their entire focus is like how to pull as much money out of your pocket. And, Listen, I don't have a problem with people trading time for money, but the problem is you got coaches have done like five or six deals trying to tell you how to run a $100,000 a month business. Absolutely nuts. The last thing on real estate, the other theory is people like, well, you know, over the last four or five years, people got such low interest rates. They're never going to like let those loans go. Let me, you just have to go to history. The average person in the United States keeps a, a mortgage 5.5 years. Okay. So in five years, this whole interest thing is going to be gone. Hopefully we can pick them up on creative financing, but nobody holds mortgages for 30 years. It just doesn't happen. Go look at the, st the statistics on it. The average is just over five years. So if you guys think they're going to hold on to these properties forever because they got a 2.9 interest rate, I'm here to tell you life changes. It changes everything. Yeah. Everything just constantly changes. So it's, Let's, They're not going to hold on to these forever. They will They will all turn over within five to seven I years. I agree. Uh, so Corey's got one really quick. Um, that's in my current goal. When and buy and hold anything, everything I can to get my hands on that cash flow. One thing I'll tell you, and this is true. Unfortunately, I have to say this now, and you know this too. Uh -oh. I, I, I have bought and you too enough assets for cash flow where the cash flow comes in for me and you more money than we can even spend. And especially me at 22 years old right now, I have more cash flow coming in than I could even possibly spend probably for my lifetime. And here's my problem for it. You always it, can. It's, it's you always like can, crap. but uh, theory, like, you, you know, you know how I live, right? Um, I know and more, <laughs> more than I could ever spend. And the problem is I always want more. It's never enough, right? I've doubled my cash flow over probably the next three or four months. And the next three to four months, I'll probably double it again. And it, it just, it's always a game. Um, just understand that about cash flow and making money. Yeah, uh, it, 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 you're never going to make enough, right? So guys, take your wholesaling. So there, there's multiple journeys you go on here. First, it's just figuring out and proving you can do it. Well, one's breathing, right? Like yeah. you're struggling. You just want to breathe. Yeah. And then once you do that, you got to learn to, to keep that cash and then take that money you worked your butt off because you do work in wholesaling and churn it into assets that'll pay you every month and then start stacking them up to the point you're like, when you go like this, I don't have to work anymore but then you still do it because you like it, then you're in a great position in life. And that's where you want to go. It's, you can do a lot of exercises. I, I've networked with people all over the world and understand you come in this world weak and naked and you're going to leave weak and naked, okay? Everything you do in between, if you can figure out a way not to be attached to anything other than family and just taking care of the people you love, it's easier because the minute you become attached to this boat and this car, I have to have this piece of real estate. It changes you and it defines you. And if you realize I just got to buy things that'll pay me and my family. And then once I get to that freedom level, if you can afford a boat and you want to do it and you got more cash, then go do it. I agree. But um, the problem is so many people do it the other way around. You take that hundred or 200 grand you make working hard in your job and then you go buy stupid stuff 
and you can't get out of that cycle. And I'm here to tell you, I've heard people even go on extreme where they detach and sell everything. I'm not telling you to do that. But if you can just be happy with who you are and the family around you, some basic transportation, a cell phone, and start looking at the stuff you buy and you will wake up like, oh my God, I bought a lot of stupid stuff. I agree. So we have two um, announcements to put on. Um, uh -oh. One kind of real and then one kind of funny, but it's true. Um, we are announcing this because of what the president has done. We're doing this too. Um, for all of you guys that have been struggling um, paying off your loans, um, your student loans, because you're a student of a guru, um, do we have authorization from the government to do a ten thousand dollar relief for the for the guru students? Yeah, but here's the deal: is I'll, <laughs> all right, you know, we're I'll teach you through free wholesaling to get you out of that. But I got to tell you, man, it's just like your guru student loans. We're getting a ten thousand dollar relief on it. I don't know. Listen, guys, I tell you right now, if you're on a payment plan on like a oh, wholesaling, there, do not pay it. I'm sorry. A payment plan. If you're on a payment plan to learn a wholesaling program, you've already been taken advantage of. I'm sorry. When you have to do a payment plan to pay for uh, like certain things, it's like, come on. It's just, it's crazy. But guys. And a firm credit I, card. I, I, it's funny. So yeah. But um, legit, what, what I want to do, tell everybody though, is I can't say much about this, but for everyone um, using ZachData.com and stuff, we have a big announcement coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, keep your eyes on. I can't talk about it. Uh, but some really cool stuff with ZachData.com is coming out soon. And uh, that's all I can say. But uh, very exciting stuff. Very, very exciting. People have been listening to what I've been asking. And uh, a lot of cool stuff's going on. That's all I can say. I probably got in trouble for saying that. But um, people are listening what of suggestions I give. And uh, really cool stuff's hopping on in the next couple of weeks. Um, that's all I can say with that. But uh, very excited about that. Uh, so I do tell everyone. Um, I can't say much about it. But if you do want to check out ZachData.com and get 5,000 free list polls, um, I would do that now. Um, that's all I can say. If you want to do that, I would, for the next couple of weeks, I'd be reaching on that opportunity very hard um, because that's all I'm going to say for that. I think you can do, right? 5,000? Uh, yeah. 5,000 property records for free. I'm telling you right now that batch leads uh, do it. Uh, if you want to try it out, I'm telling you. Um, you will regret it if you don't. Uh, so freeholsting.com also if you want to learn it all. But uh, that's all I can say about that. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's do some one-on-ones. Uh, I want to talk to the people. You know, um, I'm glad we have authorization to do a $10,000 guru coaching <laughs> relief program. It's crazy because, you know, the people you hear people get student loans for like 150 grand. If we gave $10,000 to every person who bought a guru course, a lot of them still be in debt. And that's the scariest part. There's ten thousand. There's people who have a ten thousand dollar mastermind for two days. It's insane. It's I, I, insane. I see five grand all the time, but the problem is these weekend ones. You spend half the time either doing like some sort of yoga pose, or you're cruising around a yacht. And don't get me wrong, I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. Like, but I don't need a uh, real estate guru to teach me all the other stuff. And just like we're gonna, here's the new word. You ready for it? Let's be vulnerable. I want to be vulnerable. vulnerable. My fair, I'm vulnerable. I'm a failed wholesaler and I've turned coach and this is how I make my living. It's truth. I, listen, tr come on. Like you guys, you listen, if you're going to go to a mastermind, dig in. Like I'll give the man Tony Robbins credit. The guy does 12 and 14 hour days to try to get through um, his basic syllabus. And he's not screwing around like doing you're eating while you're learning. And like you give me a real estate course, like somebody, I'm all in, man. I love that stuff, but it's got to be good. But 
the reason they're putting you on a boat or a fancy meal is they got to kill the time somehow, right? I agree. So let's uh, let's talk to some people. Let's uh, get some information on there and uh, let's talk. Oh, First I, here I we got uh, Fernando. You're muted. What's up, guys? How you doing? Who hey, were you on the phone on? with backstage? That looks like a sales call. A lead, yeah. That was a he had he had like a face. I sometimes have a face when I'm talking to a lead. Um, some of my friends say when I used to talk to leads, like I like a certain voice. You have a sour but, puss look face. Not like hey. that, but I'm just serious, you know. You but uh I was hopefully, like, oh, with a lead. Hopefully I get one right now and you y'all can like see how I do it and you, you know, you can be like, Hey, you did good, you did bad. That'd be cool. Perfect. Yeah. Cool, man. Awesome. What's up? How can I help you out? Um, so yeah, so basically yesterday I commented and uh, I need some help a little bit. So um I have my, you know, my, uh, my CRM with leads, you know, I got like a, a good amount in there, but they're just like a, 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 a ways away. Right. And so I, I just need to know if I'm doing anything wrong or what can I do differently to like, try to get something, you know, obviously I need to find someone with more motivation to get one done, you know, this month, but I wonder if there's like something else that I can do that I'm maybe not doing that I can do. All right. So got to start it. I mean, all right, give, give me your entire process. I want to hear it. Okay. So I, um, in the morning from 9.30 to 3, I reverse drive for dollars, all my lists. Okay. Road violations, drying for dollars list, uh, list pendants, and probates. Uh, yeah, and water shutoffs, but I got more to do for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, for the most part, those are the ones I go after. And from from four to seven, I cold call, and um, and that's pretty much. And I do that from Monday to Friday. I mean, what's the problem with it? It seems like a good schedule to me. Um, I, I don't know. I don't I, like you know. I I just don't know if I, like I I'm following everything right, but I just feel I don't know if I'm doing something wrong because I I just don't know how to get um a deal like in the next 30 days, you know, like, that's what I'm trying to, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, you know, cause I, I have like, listen, um, I, I might be, you know, timing might not be on my side, but I just got one right now that, um, that he wants to close in 30 days. So I'm, I guess that's just my sort of luck to bring up this topic right now. But, um, I'm just saying, is there any way to like do that kind of consistently or I don't know, what do you guys think? So to do consistent deals, you have to take consistent action and you're taking consistent action, right? Yep. Uh, you are. So where, where are all the lists you're pulling and where are the marketing channels? Uh, yeah. Um, drawing for dollars. Um, my drawing for dollars list, uh, list pendants, probates, code violations. And I'm going to do um, water shutoffs tomorrow. But okay. um, those, are, those are like the, the main four that I do. And I do reverse drawing for dollars in the mornings and I do cold calling in the afternoons. Okay. Um, is there a dialer on there? Yeah. Okay. Are we doing reverse trying for dollars on top of that? Yeah. Okay. Are you reverse trying reverse for dollars that entire list? Yeah. No, the entire one, the drying for dollars list. Yeah. Okay. What is your response rate on the reverse drying for dollars? Uh, it's actually really good. It's like 50% to be honest. And are you calling on top of the drying for dollars list on top of that? I call the drying for dollars list three times. And the ones that don't answer, I put sticky notes on them. Okay. I would probably reverse that. 
And what I mean by that, I want to free up your time. If you're getting a 50% response rate and you're drawing for reverse drawing for dollars, I wouldn't even cold call them. And I'm just being completely honest with you. Um, yeah. Or I would cold call the 50% that don't answer because it makes it so much easier for you, dude. So much easier because you don't have to call anymore. And that time you spend calling, you can do other stuff. You can text, you can cold call a different list. Um, that can open the stuff up a little more. That's okay. something I'd, I'd probably be looking at a little more. Um, also, what I want you to do is I've recently done some JVing on some Pensacola properties. And okay. I found a lot of big wholesalers. I would be trying to reach out to those guys and sort of researching what they're doing. Because um, there might be some specific lists that are working really well over there. Uh, but one thing I do is I start reverse drawing for dollars other lists too. And you don't have to cold call those anymore. The code violations. Um, I would also just research really hard um, the top areas where your ca where cash buyers are doing it. So um, I, I pulled like 15 cash buyers, honestly, uh, when I we did a deal in Pensacola. Okay. And uh, I was finding some really good areas. I'd be going after those areas too. Um, do you know specifically the best areas over there? Do I what? The best areas where cash buyers are buying there? Um, I know that the I, I did the the list source trick, and I know that the most cash sales no. isn't no. What I'm not doing that. I would find the top cash buyers for wholesalers, and find where they're buying. Not even list source. Okay. So and just look them up on public records. Okay. So I'd be doing some pretty hard research on the top guys. Um, you might have to go to some networking events, but like even just talking to other wholesalers, stuff like that. Even going the cash sales on like PropStream, um, I'd be doing that. So what drawing for dollar? Do you have a drawing for dollars app? Uh, the PropStream one. Yeah. Dude, just go to cash sales and start looking at the ones that own a lot of cash properties are buying or flipping. Look at the flippers, dude. I found like 10 or 15 off of them. Look for where they're buying on public records and start doing that. The only thing I could tell you that might help you through results is maybe you're off the wrong area. Um, cause I, there, there's certain areas there which you're probably not hitting that are hot. Okay. Um, and this is theoretically reverse wholesaling in a, in a, in a nutshell, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're just going after the areas where the cash buyers want. Um, okay. that's one thing I could tell you. Like one thing I'll tell you in our, like in markets I find is a lot of virtual wholesalers, they'll do a virtual market that I'm like really good at. They're going after the areas where I would never do. Um, cause that's where the cash buyers are at. And my only thing, suggestion for you is you might be in the wrong area. You might, so you might have your net just too wide and like you can't, your bandwidth's kind of stuck. If you kind of make the net a little smaller on the better areas, you're going to do better. Um, that, that, that'd be my advice, right? There's just a lot of cash buyers in Pensacola, bro. Um, I would go to the cash sales and start researching the cash buyers and just seeing where they're buying from wholesalers. Okay. And so, and just... So when you when you mean better areas, you just mean the areas where they're where the cash buyers are buying, right? That, yep. that, that's what you mean. Okay. And so I just I should just okay. I should look for motivated sellers in that area. So like right, it's six thirty right now. Tomorrow I'd call your title company and just try to get some cash like if there's any cash buyers they can give to you and just start kind of reverse doing it. I'd start doing a little bit of reverse wholesaling, see if that changes things. Okay. And just ask like well, hey, yeah, where are y'all buying? You know, y'all buying in I did actually, you know what? No. no. No, you don't have to ask them that. They're going to be like, screw you, Fernando. I ain't going to tell you my hotspots. Or sometimes they don't want to because maybe they're wholesaling. Okay. You, this is one thing I learned from people. And especially when learning from the top people, a lot of gurus too. I even learn a lot from gurus. Do what, do what they do. Like, sorry, like, watch what they do, not what they say. 
I've seen this all the time. I have a guru says, you know, do this list, but theoretically I look at their own business and they're doing a completely different list. You should, I don't care what the cash buyer tells me, see what they're actually buying. Cause that's where a lot of the wholesalers are getting the good sellers. So I don't care what someone tells me. I'm going to see what they're doing. Right. Okay. Um, that's what I could tell you. Okay. So just see where, where they're buying their properties. Yeah. It should be on prop stream. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And public records on the company. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll start doing that. I'll start doing that for sure. Dude, I'm telling you it, it's powerful. Yeah. Well, um, what else do I got? Um, no, I guess that's, that's pretty much it. Just wanted to see how I could do more. All right. Well, get a better list and uh, we can see what's going on there. All right. Should, I, guess, I guess this is a pretty, I'm, I think I'm going to answer my own question, but I guess, should I, should I just start going towards, you know, the tax liens and the fire damage and all that stuff? Yeah, but I, I would make the list uh, more targeted to a point. So you're not, you're not doing extra marketing because sometimes you're kind of stuck in how much hours you can spend a day. Yeah. So you can add the tax liens, but like if you're adding that, it's going to add more stress onto your marketing. And if you can't do it, it's going to be a struggle, right? Okay. So that, that's what I'd say. Okay. So, but, but, but like code violations and driving for dollars, like they're still pretty good. Yeah. Like I'm there, right. Yeah. I, I peep, the new code violation properties pop up every month. So yeah, every month. Okay. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. So yeah, let's see how All it right. goes. Keep it All up, right. bro. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Okay. Boom. Awesome. Uh, next here we got Ryan. Ryan, you there? Ryan. He's probably, he's chilling somewhere in Phoenix. Uh, he's in Goodyear, I think. Christopher. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Hey, what's, what's up, up, man? Uh, I just want to start out saying thank you so much for everything you guys do. Greatly appreciated. Um, he's a 49er. I, I see that. Yeah, I'm out, I'm out in Oakland, California. What do they so, think of your quarterback out there? I don't know. I haven't watched football in a couple of years, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, I got into this about two weeks ago. This is my first time on a live stream with you guys. Uh, cool. my cousin, uh, got into it about a year ago, took off and, uh, he's just closed his third deal. Um, wow. yeah. So I work in construction. I st I've watched pretty much every video you guys have on the site, tried to do as much homework as I could before I got on here. Um, so about two weeks of just watching videos, learning all the programs, everything, Started call, cold calling a couple days ago, <clears throat> a probate list. My roommate's an attorney, helped me out get the probate list for Alameda County here. Uh, been going through that, and I finally got my first lead, which was great. That happened uh, yesterday, followed up with him today. Made an offer. Guy seems really great. Everything's going good with that. I just had some questions uh, about probates as I'm going through this list. Okay. So, sure. so you know, when I'm looking at these lists of the probates, It'll say things like, uh, where is it at? Um, you know, succession to real property. Am I looking for a state only when I'm looking at these probates? Because it'll say the type. It'll say the matter type. Determine property of trust, will receive, conservatorship of person. Do I want to be calling all of these? Or just so the, the, the first thing you have to do is you got to find out if they have any real property in a probate. Not all probate has real estate. It exactly. Is, yeah. Okay. So as I said, there's over 3,500 counties and every county does this differently, unfortunately, because I do five counties around me. I, I might as well go to California to do a probate. 
that's the problem with scaling on probate. So um, you got to figure out how your exact county works. Now, the really cool thing is if you're doing them all in California, the definitions and the labeling of the probate should all be the same. But you're going to notice each county has a different process and how you can request information. So the easiest way to break this down, because I don't have all of California's memorized, is number one, use a title company to help explain it. They can explain 90% of this stuff for free to you. Why? Because they close these files all the time and you'll start to recognize patterns. Number two, you can usually find a good real estate attorney that's tied to these title companies. And as long as you're nice to them and you try to, you know, you know, promise them future business, if you're flexible, that lets you meet with them there and you kind of do it uh, with that. Also with your roommate being somewhat, being an attorney, they might be able to explain it because every state's like very different how they do it. If you, if you have a probate and you're like, okay, dude, I'm just trying to figure out if this guy or gal has a piece of real estate, then just go to your uh, property appraiser site and see if that person owned a piece of real estate. It's really that simple sometimes. So some probates, all the information's in the file and it's really easy. And then some, I have to hire VAs to scrape all the information. It's a pain in the butt. So you've right. got to find what the commonalities are. And what you do is you start figuring out the probates you never want to touch. Right. And the ones most likely to have real estate in them. But yeah. the, key, and the key thing is to make sure they have a piece of real estate in there because uh, you, you can't buy checking well, accounts and to, stuff. Yeah. Trying to figure out. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I'm saying, like, is it worth calling? Like, because that's how I'm doing. Like, some of them say person and estate. That's how I got that first lead. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I searched the guy, looked up who, and that was the other question is when I'm looking at these. So I, I have the probate list. It's online. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. So I'll find one that says conservative ship person and a state so i'll pull it up it says conservative ship of john smith okay so i want to search john smith correct yeah you want to search them up sometimes the probates which i don't know if it's going to pop up for you they actually have the address in question on there they, that might they yeah they don't for this one no so what i've done is i'll just search that get the current address on mm -hmm. true people search then look it up on prop stream and then find out what's going on. And then by then I'm normally, okay, they own this home or they rent. Yeah. Know, most I'd say 80% yeah, or... of the time they own, but I'm asking about the ones where it says, um, like will received, like it just says will received. Is that Let me say this? If I hate to say this, but like, I'd rather market to somebody where I'm not sure, uh, just in case if a, if a, um, Todd, um, DeQuesta, you know, um, and it's on there. And you know, and you know, he died. And then, like John DeQuest is the son, and he lives out of state. And you know, he owns a four hundred thousand dollars house. You're not gonna like, like this guy died, and he owns real estate. Let's just reach out to the seller. So, that, um, and so that's where a probate. That's for sure somebody died, correct? So, if that 100%. name is associated with property in Alameda County, a dead person, okay, has a deed on the house. I reach out to him. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, part of the pain is, is it even worth like? either your time or even paying someone to scrape this information or sometimes you just shotgun and like mail it out. I learned a right. trick. Well, I got really detailed. See, the problem is the names of the probates. I'm not going to give you legal advice because I don't want you to understand that. Just have someone go, just write it down. This is what it means. And if you can find a pattern and save yourself some time and energy, go for it. At one point we used to mail to all the heirs. And after like two or three years, the heirs were driving me nuts and I never got anywhere with them. So okay. we eliminated the heirs. 
Um, I used to play the numbers game. If there was four or more people, I just do a shotgun approach. I will tell you, there's times now where honestly, if you don't have a lot of time to spend and you got like a probate list, try to find the property, the, the, the mailing address for the estate and just put it on there, the estate of John Doe and just put a letter in there and see if they have interest in selling the property. Right. But sometimes if you spend two or three hours researching this thing, it's just cheaper, more effective to stick a stamp on it and throw it out. You're not mailing out 5,000 letters. Sometimes it's just 50 to a hundred and you got to figure out what your time is worth when you do it. Sometimes that wide net we talked about earlier, that approach, just going in there and just sending it out. And worst thing I do is call you. Like, I don't understand. Um, we don't have a property. I'm like, okay, just take them off the list and move on. Right. You spend five minutes and maybe 65 cents. Opposed if you had to hire someone, especially an attorney, explain everything to you, it could cost you thousands. Yeah. So, which would, yeah. Which actually kind of brings me into one of my next questions is so I've okay. been using PropStream. Pretty got pretty familiar with PropStream. I like it. Um, got on uh, Batch Leads a little bit. Batch Leads is the only one that'll let you SMS blast, right? Um, I mean, you can go from PropStream to another service, um, okay. but those are the ones that have it integrated. Okay. And keep in mind with the prop stream is you can do the pre-probates. Yeah. That's just a giant scrape wide net too. They're just, they're taking somebody with a death certificate. And if they own a property in that County and they like probates guessing to a point, though. it's like, guessing yeah. to a point. It I mean, is. And that's why I've actually had pretty good odds so far. Considering I've only made, yeah, I've only made, I've only made maybe 30 calls. And one of them, one of them I had just missed. The lady was like, Oh, I just sold the property. Yeah. And and the next one, the guy that I got a hold of two days ago, I'm his second wholesaler that's contacted him, and he wants to wholesale. He doesn't want a realtor. Yeah, there you go, man. I, yeah. Let me tell you, wholesaling and probates, dude, it's like the perfect marriage. It is the perfect right. spouse for it because they want to get rid of it. This. It's vacant. It needs work. And then you can get top dollar because you can run all the buyers typically you want through it without any of the resistance. Guys, I'm telling you, Christopher is like new to probates. I'm telling you, they work really, really well. So what I could tell you, like the last thing here, you can pull the pre-probates and then uh, put on the probate list and then remove the duplicates. And that might make your life a lot easier too. Right. And that's where, and you've, and I'm pretty sure you said not to SMS blast on probates though, didn't you? You said a letter's I'm not a big fan of text blasting probates now. They, they yeah, like right. It. Right. They don't like it. Uh, yep. And then, and then, oh, and then how far back would you go on probates? Because like I said, this online, I could go back months and the deal I that I got. Five days. I, how, how long? 45 days. Yeah. 60, I mean, the, but the like, sooner you can get to the lead, like if you had the ability to go to the courthouse, pull today, get five leads, you're going to have I the pull highest, them. you're going to have the highest shot of connecting with them first. That'd be right. the second wholesale. You'd be the first. If you can connect with uh, building rapport, it's great. I thought I was brilliant when I found um, probates and I go, well, just give me the whole year. Right. I'm smart enough. Right. I can yeah. talk. Dude, disaster. Like every time. So <laughs> after okay. 60 days, the realtor lists start popping up and then yeah. the realtors start mailing out to it. And um, after 90 days, the whole public. Yeah. Has well, it, and then so. the, there's attorneys out here that like mail out for like third cousins once removed after 60, yeah, 90 days, that. then they get marketed like crazy. Gotcha. Um, so I like to do within 30 days, uh, but 45. Yeah. Um, so if you need to make up some leads, yeah, don't go back before 60 days because you're typically just wasting your time. There's property okay. owner and contract. They're already sold. And it's like, and they're all going to say, gosh, Christopher, I wish you would have called me a month ago. It's like, you go, okay, right. well, 
And that's how I go. I'm not doing dated leads anymore. The, the sooner you can get a probate lead, the better. And guys, the way the market's going now, it's even more important because people are going to go, okay, I got to get rid of this property. I know things aren't selling as quick as they get. They're going to make more of a decision, the wholesale, which is perfect for guys just like you. The biggest asset you have in probates, if you have the time, whoever can get to the lead the first and have a quality conversation is going to really do well in probates. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think, I think that was about it. Oh, and that's where I, you know, I've only been working off prop stream pulling list and the probate list and I've got the, uh, the code violations coming and the fire damage, um, being emailed to me. Just waiting. It's on a them, little so. harder for Alameda, but I'll tell you this right now. Um, there, I, I've I've said this a bunch of times, but Alameda County actually works for wholesaling. Um, it seems like it. I it see. I live around here. I see all the. Uh, you know. You know what Oakland's like. There's tons of properties around here that are glass. I got one. I got one right across the street with the roof falling off, and I've been dying. But I think it's owned by the bank. I looked it up on. I know, like Al, I know guys that are working well in Alameda. I don't talk about it too much. <laughs> for you to be nice. Thank um, you. More good things I talk about it, the more people are gonna run up in there. But uh, it works, dude. Um, yeah. I actually, uh, I watched the, uh, what is it? Um, what's the Netflix thing on there? They had one. Um, they had the Netflix uh, documentary of, uh, they had a college in uh, Oakland. They're oh, talking about the, Oakland. Uh, junior college. Yeah, the Juco the one. name of that one? I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm blanking on it right now, but. Um, it's right there in I, Oakland. Though, yeah, right? I was watching. I was yeah. like, wait, these properties aren't worth like a billion dollars each. And then I'm like, like, oh, that's cool. But yeah. Um, that's how I learned about it. I was like, oh, Alameda County is actually interesting. And then I had um, uh, my grandpa was in Alameda County too for a while. So um, nice. yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. And that's where, again, I'm I'm just trying to have fun with this and learn a new skill. I've been loving it. And honestly, it's it's been great for me. So I can't thank you guys enough for just showing a path. You know what I mean? Out of the rat race, you know, because yeah. <laughs> what, what, uh, what, what were you doing before you did this? Oh, I'm still in union construction. Okay. I cool. do I do painting and wallpaper. I've been in that for about 16 years now. Um, yeah. So I know my way around the job site remodeling, and that's where, you know, I'm, it's all it's all kind of familiar to me, you know. But I'm definitely learning new things here, and it's been just fun doing it. Like, and I can't Pretty thank cool. you guys enough. Like, it's fun, yeah. man. So it is. It's all yeah. the cardinal rule is you got to have fun while you're wholesaler. Don't do it, dude. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. life's tough enough as it is. Don't make it any right. harder. You good, yes. man? Dude, you're yeah. doing really well. So uh, keep it up, man. Thank you so much, and God bless you guys. I appreciate you. No God problem, Christopher. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Right, have a good one. Last chance, you. That was it. Was it last, last chance, you? That was cool. But uh, yeah, they should all just go to University of Miami because that's where the now used to be a really good program. Oh my gosh, Lance. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing good, good man. man. How What's are you? Up? I'm good. Thank you for asking. But I was actually one. I wanted to ask. So, what filtration should I use for pre probates on PropStream? Um, I mean, there's multiple services, so it depends which one, um, batch works pretty well. Um, but like there's also other paid services. Um, you like lead Sherpa on there. Um, launch controls got stuff or does relatives. Um, it's up to you. Okay. You so see. those Batch all work for probate. service if they have relatives or not. It's pretty simple. Okay. And I have a few more questions. Another one of my questions is what list can I pull to get deals more quickly? Because I started in about June. I closed on my first deal already, and right now I'm just working to get my next one. I made 13,000 calls in August, and I've just been trying to get my next deal. So I'm unsure what I'm doing wrong to get that next deal. 
what market are you in? The right for August, I was focusing on the Lehigh County and the Northampton County, but I'm shifting my focus right now to the Berks to Berks County. Where do you live? In Allentown. Okay. And where do you get your first deal? Like what list was that? It was a liens list in Berks County. Well, my opinion for you is to keep going up to the liens list in Berks County. Okay. Right. So just I, keep pulling I, tax delinquencies and liens and and just keep targeting those lists. Yeah, I'd also drive for dollars, reverse drive for dollars if you can. Okay. Um, I would honestly reverse drive for dollars the pre foreclosures in Berks County. I don't okay. think you can go that at all, bro. All right, because I've been um, reverse driving for dollars in Allentown, and it hasn't been going well. No one has returned any calls. I've been leaving business cards. That's why. Dude, okay. does freewholesaling.com talk about leaving business cards or sticky notes? Sticky notes. Sticky notes. That's a big difference. Big difference. Okay. Big difference. Right, I'll change that to sticky notes. Well, because they, it's more personal. <coughs> All, right. All right, man. Well, let me know if you need help. But I honestly, I've always told everyone do what's working. And if you got a deal from there, scale it up. You make it work really well. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Keep it up, Lance. All right. Bye. Boom. I love it. Uh, Henrique. Hello. Oh wow, he's I'm, back. I'm he's back. back. All right. So you know, you know what's up. I you think I forgot you? Uh 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 uh. Let's get into it. Oh okay. You already know uh, what's up. Actually, um, let me hear some sort of. of. What yeah. did I tell you last week? We're gonna hop on. Oh. We're gonna do some role plays. And you're gonna get better every single week, right? Right. So what have That's you been doing? What have you been doing this past week? Um, what have I been doing? You're becoming so, a better wholesaler. <clears throat> uh, mostly, um, just reviewing, um, just going over the videos I, um, didn't understand completely. Um, I made like a, a list, like I use Google Docs to make a list of videos that I don't quite understand, and I I have a few questions actually as well. If that's all okay. right. Um, how how would I, um, how would I find uh, government lists virtually like consistently? Because I do remember there was a live um, you made that it is, it's it's quite different every time. Sometimes you need to either isn't any online and you have to be in person. And all of that. Well, what market did you choose? <laughs> um, what market did I choose? Um, well, right now it was a uh, Texas in uh, Odessa. Okay. Right. And so I would go. Let's see the county in Odessa. Um, so you get it from the code enforcement department for code violations. Um, that's a Texas county. So you just go there and pull it, right? So it's Ecuador, Ecuador, Ecuador County. Oh, um, Ecuador County. All right. Oh, Ecuador County. Pro go ahead. Oh, it was O D E S S A. Yes, it's Ecuador County. E C T O R. Okay. okay. And what you need to do? So we'll go, we'll go down the line with you. 
to pull the probates, you're going to go to the Ector County Pro, uh, Public Records. Go from there, like we teach at freeholsting.com. Right. Next here is for the code violations, Ector County Code Enforcement Department. Then the Ector County Fire Department for the fire damage properties. <coughs> then the Ector County uh, Utility Department or the City of Odessa Utility Department. And that's it. Okay. It seems... Um quite easy to say and i hope it does go it it, it goes um fluidly i suppose what um, happened um no i just um i just um not i'm not quite sure how um what, what do you mean by what happened did, did you call to get the list no um, okay do it Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Like a game plan for him. Okay. <laughs> Here's the game plan. Like you're you're you know what? You're making an effort, and I'll give it to you. Yeah. But you remember, means Zach's just always gonna tell you the truth. You're not paying me. Okay. You okay. just gotta rip through these lists. Like just you just gotta smash through them, ask nicely. And here's the secret: some are gonna give it to you, some are gonna give you a hard time, and some might even hang up on you. You you just you gotta get through this. Okay. okay, this is going to be painful for all of us if I have to tell you literally step by step on how to call. You just got to call. This is the easy part. I'm just telling you. You just got to go through it, and then you call in and go. Listen, I tried calling this lady three times. She stonewalled me at this. What can I do to progress further? Okay, right. and just get through it, dude. I know it's new to you, and you're branching out, and I give you all the credit in the world. But you just got to get through these. None of these people are going to hurt you. The challenge is people always talking with the sellers. It's never with getting the list. How do you overcome resistance when pulling these lists? How? Well, just um, um I, I, I say it in every live I do. Just it, it um, rhymes. It re, it rhymes with resistance. Um, for me, it's just um burning all the just burn the boat that you um you got to the island too, so you can't burn it. Just go through it. Just be persistent. If, right. if you typically take no as an answer, they're going to give it to you. So if you can overcome anybody's objections twice, 85% of the people have to answer you. So just focus on doing that. Remember, most of these are public records and stuff. You actually deserve the right to get them. So I need you to get through these parts because me and Zach are watching the actions you take. If you can blaze through this stuff, we can teach you how to talk to sellers. But like this part, you just... It's about picking up the phone and just asking for something. It's do not complicate this. I'm just telling you the truth. I need you to rip through these and call us next week and tell us how big your list is. And then if you go, listen, I tried to fire damage, but here's where I am stuck. You can't have us go from the beginning and tell you how to pick up a phone and call someone. And hey, listen, half of them are going to reject you. You already know that going into this game. Right. You're just going to have to get over it, dude. And as you keep exercising your muscles here, they're going to get stronger and you're going to build up the ability to deal with people that reject you. It's just how it works. No difference in wholesaling. I need you to get through and call these lists. Then we can help you overcome objections. And then we can really help you out when you're connecting with sellers. But guys, you can study wholesaling till you turn blue. You got to get the list and you just got to start reaching out and finding motivated sellers. This is no special skill set. It's about being disciplined and getting through it. And I'm telling you this, Henry, because I want you to be successful. And I'm telling you as you're, you call me a mentor, whatever you want, dude, pick up the phone and start calling. 
who says that all the time? Uh, Belford. Yeah. Uh, Belford. Uh, what's Jordan. the name of Jordan Belford? Wolf of Wall Street. If you can't pay your phone, pick up the phone and start. Dude, just start dialing. It'll become a habit. It's going to feel odd, but get through it because we haven't even got to what I call the stuff that you really got to like kind of work with someone with. I need you to go through and show me you're going to do this because I'm not making the calls. Zach's not making the calls for you. So yeah, you got to do this. There's nobody, everybody else on this live is, is going through the same thing. So just get through it. Then you can call us back with, hey, I called these nine listener lead sources. This is what I got. And these are the ones that stonewalled me. By the way, who should I call first? And uh, can we role play a little bit to help me out with it? Okay. 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 That sounds um, awesome. Uh, just, uh, I think I, I'm just, like that dad that's just grabbing you by the shirt collar. I'm like, dude, pick up the phone and just start calling. And don't call me till you're done. And I'm just telling you, got to power through it, right? Yeah. So let's do that. I want to get on next week, get your list. And then I want to go through and role play with you because that's how we move forward. I want him to repeat to me what list he has to pull and where he has to pull them. Okay. Because after you say that to me, you literally have no excuse. So have it written down and I want you to tell me. So first, what list do we need? Do you need, are you need to pull the next week? Uh, what list I'm going to need to pull next week. So I'm going to pull um, the Texas. Oh, I forgot how to pronounce it again. O D S S A. No, 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 no. We're doing what? Hector County. E C Hector E O R County, Texas. E C. Wait, sorry. Can you repeat that? E C T O R. Okay. County. Okay, you have it written down. So yeah. what list? What lists? Um, I'm I'm not very familiar list with pull. list. What list do you need to pull? Hector County. That's where, but what lists? The name of it. Uh, are we pulling a? Are we pulling a FISBO list? Are we pulling? Oh, the list. All right. Um, can be fire damages. Um, it can oh, 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 be all right. Let's go down there. Fire damage property. Where are you going to okay. pull that list? How? Um, how I'm going to go to the Hector County um department and um, fire department. Fire department. Yes. All right. Next list. What? Wait, next list. There's more than one list we got to pull. Oh, I'm, I'm just I'm just going to um, make sure I don't lose these. Okay, right. Oh, yeah, the lights are saved. Okay, next to this. Um, wait, I, I just feel like you're just um, sort of um, grabbing these information out of thin air I, I i'm sort of lost okay all right you know all right we're gonna we're right. gonna go back here okay right i'm gonna need you to just go to freeholsing.com and yeah. you got to go through the course again and go specifically where i go to pulling the course have you gone through the entire course the entire thing yes um like each tabs yes no I have do that and come back, especially the part on like pulling a list because it's so just it's the marketing one, it's the biggest one. Go through all of them and then come back to us. 
it'll have everything in there for you. Do it exactly as we teach it and you will solve this problem like instantly. You'll know exactly what to do and what to pull. And then you can start making those phone calls this week. And you'll be a lot conf more confident talking to us. Okay. okay. It's not tough. Just get through it. You, you, you'll do it. You're not the only one struggling with it, but you got to do it. So power through it, go through that module on marketing and look at the list and it's all spelled out for you. Okay. And then do that and then call on the list. And then what we'd like to do is sometime next week is help you problem solve any small things you're missing on that list. And then have you start role playing to talk to motivated sellers. This is the progression you have to go through. If you mm -hmm. want to do it, in six months, a year, that's up to you. If you want to do it in a week to two weeks, it's up to you. The sooner you do it, the easier it's going to be. That's it. Right. Uh, so I just go through every single uh, tab. Um, For your whole yeah. no, just go through the uh, marketing tab. The marketing section. Mac marketing. marketing. Okay. All right. You know how to do that? Yep. All it's right. all broken do down. That, it's easy, small segments. And then get that done, and then we'll, uh, we'll reach – Reach out to us next week. We'll go from there. Awesome. Okay. Thank you a lot. Okay, Henry. Appreciate get it going. Boom. I like it. Um, we'll answer a couple of last questions. Then we got to hop off. Guys, remember on the one-on-ones, if I've talked to you already this week, uh, then we automatically go to somebody that we haven't talked to. Unfortunately, if there's 30 people that want to talk to us one-on-one, -on -one, and I've talked to 15 of them on Tuesday, it'd be fair to talk to the other 15 that I didn't speak to. So uh, pretty much everyone gets to talk to me one-on-one. -on -one. The cool part is you didn't talk to me one-on-one -on -one today. You have Friday. You also have Sunday. And, and you Monday. Also, you also have Monday too. So there is uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sorry, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's four days you could potentially. Um, so hop on there and you can talk. So uh, I'll answer one thing I saw from Denzel. I wanted to answer this really quick. Um, but yeah. Uh, I hate getting rejected. Do you guys ever get that feeling? Uh, the one thing I can tell you is the feeling of rejection, the easiest way to get over that in wholesaling real estate <laughs> is hands down. Except it's by just getting rejected. So how do you get over the fear of getting rejected or the feeling of hating it? Just get rejected a ton of times. It's really simple. Like, it, it, you, you get actually, you get numb to it a while. I expect honestly, almost everything I do, I somewhat expect to be rejected that way. I, I, like my attitude and uh, my business is not dependent on the outcome of that. Meaning I know if I talk to 10 people, most of my businesses, 80% of the people are going to reject me. That's how business works. If everybody said yes, there would be no such thing as a free economy. So understanding and wholesaling 80 to 90% of the people are going to reject. They're not rejecting you. Yeah. So remember, you got to separate your emotions from it. You say no to people all the time. They have the right to say no. Yeah. Once you can separate the, your, the problem is you're taking rejection from a personal level with like a relationship. That's a whole different kind of, that's a very low rejection rate. Like when you put yourself out there when you're young and, and you're dating, like it's, nobody likes to be rejected. Listen, I know wanna, everybody, everybody said yes to me, but like, that's a different story. We, we want to listen about wholesaling, not your dating life. Well, I, but I'm just, you know, like if, if you're worried, if someone's going to reject you, you're never going to ask anyone. And just like, it's, you're better off getting rejected and getting through the people to find the yes, to live the life you've always dreamed of. The other way is you don't let anyone reject you. And you're going to live a very reserved, quiet life. And 
listen, some people don't want that. I don't want most people in wholesaling want to get past that. So you got to make that decision. So the easy thing I can tell you is you're not being rejected personally. It's not like a relationship. It's just a business venture. And that is rejection. All business has rejection. That's why they're called a business. If everybody said yes, we wouldn't have a free capital society. So um, just disassociate your emotions with it. Like sports, like most of the time, almost every runner gets tackled every time. I agree. Every batter strikes out eventually. Like 30% is a successful hitter. I get rejected all the time in my wholesaling business. Um, I just don't care because I know every no gets closer to yes. So yeah, that's what I do. So guys, that's it. The more effort you put in this business, the more chance you are to get in a deal. And I hope everyone understands that. So guys, I really appreciate uh, today's chat. That was pretty fun today. So if you got any value from good. it, make sure you smash the like button, subscribe, go to freeholstein.com. The link is right there below. And uh, last thing I could say is uh, next time we're live, it'd be with you tomorrow. You're doing your one-on-ones uh, live tomorrow, which yeah. will be fun. You'll be on Sunday. And then, dang, you're going to be on Monday again. You can get a lot of Rick. We're going to get a lot of Rick. you got any questions so. you want to ask about him, oh, I've got all the answers. So but, he's uh, not here to defend yeah, us. Guys, so let's so do it. Make sure you go to freeholstein.com and uh, get it going. So that's it. Go to freeholstein.com and uh, we'll see you soon. Have a great one, guys. See you guys. Appreciate oh. it. Bye. Hey one. guys, Zach in here from Flip with Rick. And after helping tens of thousands of people get started in wholesaling real estate and helping so many people out go from $0 to $100,000 in wholesaling real estate, I'm super excited to announce my new wholesaling mastery course. This wholesaling mastery course will have everything step-by-step -step on the whole entire wholesaling processes. I'm gonna give you real deal examples. I'm going to hold your hand throughout the whole wholesaling process. This course will give you everything you need to know to make up to a hundred thousand to over a million dollars per year in wholesaling real estate profits. Most real estate gurus out there will charge you around $5,000 for a course like this. But today, if you click on the link, you will get my wholesaling mastery course for the low price of sell out. What? What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you mean? I knew you would do this. I knew you were going to go the course route with the guru. It goes against everything we've preached from day one. Don't be a sellout. The course is free. What? I'm, the course is free. I'm giving it for free. Oh, I apologize. Carry on. Jeez. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, duh. Do you think I'm going to go sell out as like a regular guru selling you a course? I'm not trying to make money off of you guys. Guys, over here, all you got to do is click there to just sign up. No gimmicks, nothing. Absolutely for free. It's a free wholesaling course. Literally, I've seen every single wholesaling course. I have access to all the 10,000 mentorships. Guys, I've literally copied them step by step. I literally have an entire course set out just for you for wholesaling real estate. Click on that and let's get started.